was yeah. on a background thing. Audacity or something. I am not. I always do. Uh, <laughs> fucking Creative Cloud just updated everything. That's nice. Everybody ready? Yeah. yeah we're rolling. All just give me, right. Give me well, <laughs> I'm just making go for it. <laughs> Fuck you. Two. That's what. Yeah, you're you're this disinvited totally... from coming back here. <laughs> this is right. totally <laughs> off the off the cuff. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to Dance Robot Dance episode number Sweet Sixteen. Oh, uh, happy birthdays! Yeah, we can drive now. Yeah, drive now, without supervision. In uh, in the states, in Canada, we would just be getting our G one. So yeah, this is true. Fucking great. We have, we have another year. Unless you were me and got it at twenty seven. <laughs> so twenty four. Twenty four. Wow. I think my brother just turned like thirty one, and I don't think he has his yet. So. Oh no! Talk about fucking Arrested Development. I mean, I could understand that if you guys lived in like fucking Toronto or something, but you don't. But anyways, I'm your. Uh, <laughs> Your brother doesn't need a license. He lives with Asians. They all bike. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm Tim, and I'm going to be uh, hosting the episode tonight. With me, we've got uh, Eric back from the void. Boo. I meant yay. <laughs> Clearly very excited to be here. We have Christy. What's up? And we have Mark. How's it going, guys? And I think we're going to have uh, other Mark, uh, Duty Mark, Mark number two, joining us a little later we'll on as well. Call him that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we have to differentiate him somehow. You guys are the worst. <laughs> yeah, Christy's apparently been getting in trouble for calling him like other Mark or like Mark, Mark number two in their like daily lives, <laughs> which fills me with endless joy. I just. <laughs> Guys, you're you're the worst. Like, he's great. (laughs) I'm I'm not saying he's not, but he's he's number two in the hearts of Dance Robot Dance. And Christy, apparently. No! (laughs) Apparently, Not also me. And Boom Goes the Dynamite. No. (laughs) I I love him. I'm not sure why Christy just almost vomited, but at least we got that out of the way early. It's a good start to the episode good if start, she does that. Like, Community reference. Good start. <laughs> Hold on. What else? What else we got to hit then? Tentacle porn. Yeah, ten- tentacle porn. We got our community. Uh, fisting. Something else. We're probably yeah. missing. Christy <laughs> has to say something racist at some point. I think. <laughs> oh. We should be good to go. Damn those. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I was totally willing just to let there be an uncomfortable silence there until yeah. you came up with something. Damn those purple people. I've offended someone. <laughs> <laughs> don't make fun of David Tennant. He's wonderful. Damn it! Oh. Oh. <laughs> everywhere can be like, you're on a geek podcast. How dare you? All those people that really love the, the purple man. Yeah. You know, that really identify him, so... But who wouldn't? He's manipulative. <laughs> yeah, he I would say you're doing okay if you just offended a bunch of rape uh, rapists. Rape rapists? Yeah. Well, it's got weird. <laughs> All right, we? well, let's... Uh, Four minutes, guys. Four minutes and we got weird already. <laughs> 
Let's uh, jump into some of our uh, sort of geeky news items for the week. I think probably it's been, I would say, overall a relatively slow week, but the biggest thing that happened happened today, uh, which is Doctor Strange releasing. It's so good, guys. It's so good. Yeah, I think we're going to have to break our no spoilers rule on this and say that we can't talk about that one yet because Mark's the only one that's seen it, as far yep. as I know. Yep. So. Left work early. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed- well, we all I know how much you love that job, so. Yeah, that's true. I love my job so I was supposed much. to go to the screening in to, Toronto. To my six co-workers that are probably listening to this, suck it. Oh, I, was, <laughs> what was that I was supposed to go to the screening in Toronto for it on Wednesday, but um, I went to the stupid pre-opening festival party for the Guelph Film Festival instead. Uh. <laughs> well, you we love you, Guelph Film, Film Festival. To steal with uh, geese with kids, if the Guelph Film Festival would like to sponsor a podcast, <laughs> sponsor podcast. <laughs> I, I would. I would like my check first. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can pay us before they pay. Eric. Yeah, I have no problem with us stealing bits from geeks with kids, considering the amount of bits they've stolen. <laughs> it's not all of us. It's so. just Spears, and it's just that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's judicious borrowing. Spears does. He loves to like admit, though. He's a really bad thief. But he doesn't yeah. know that he's like, stealing. That's the worst thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, it's, uh, it's subconscious. Yeah. I'm just glad you were on that episode, Eric, because otherwise he would have just kept going and not really known mm-hmm. it. It's true. <laughs> what What are you doing with your camera? Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, Christy likes to fuck with her mic and zoom in and out with us. Yeah. I keep things interesting. <laughs> and do and do visual, visual bits on our audio podcast. Visual bits. On audio podcast. <laughs> it's our new song. Old song. Um, so yeah, I think we'll probably talk about Doctor Strange next week once everybody's had a chance to see it. Uh, moving on. Bunch of shit. Bunch of people have left projects this week. Boof. Yeah, we've had uh, Deadpool and The Flash both lost their directors. Wasn't that last week? Uh, well, it was since we recorded last, basically. Uh, uh, or at least we didn't talk about it last week, so. <laughs> My bad. <Yeah. laughs> uh, due to Mark's fucking shoddy hosting. Yep. Terrible host. <laughs> Worst host on the show. <laughs> and uh, the Sandman series, apparently, or the Sandman TV show, or fuck, movie, lost its uh, writer who ended up saying that it should be on TV instead. Mm-hmm. That's probably accurate. Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't even know that much about Salmon. I've, I've got a set of it, but I haven't read it yet. But it feels well, like it's more of a serialized story. Yeah, he was saying that the mythology was too big to fit in a two-hour um, time span. Even just the beginning of the first story would have been too much, mm-hmm. for at least for him as a writer. Well, it runs across something like four or five absolute editions. So the movie, it's kind of, no the oh. the book. Okay, <laughs> I mean, in, yeah. yeah. In terms of Deadpool, like I'm okay with it as long as fucking Ryan Reynolds is still attached. Yeah, that was my main takeaway from it. I was like, I don't care who directs it as long as Ryan Reynolds is still like going to be in the writers' room and playing Deadpool. Like, yeah, I don't really give a shit at all. So yeah. I, I don't see a. a Deadpool movie with Ryan Reynolds being bad, it could be not as good as the first, but it but still. <laughs> you be you haven't seen a uh, Wolverine Origins. <laughs> Let's well, not talk about that one, okay? That's Let's that's not Deadpool. About. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Christy, it's not the Voyager of uh, the Wolf. Of How the dare X-Men you? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you take your shots and put them somewhere else? Set your phasers from kill to stun. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> 
The we also got uh, actually a couple new Wonder Woman trailers this week, which uh, I'm pretty excited about. They both look great. I love the period stuff. Man, Eric's Eric's just fucking leaning hard onto Christy. I just like that song. It's just a good theme. How? It doesn't fit with anything. The trailers are so good. And then it's just like all this beautiful cinematic music. And it's like building. And you're like, oh, I'm so proud. There's finally a female. I don't know. I feel like it's a little sort of like Mediterranean beat kind of thing. And the the music sounds a little like sort of like, you know, like uh, Greek gypsy music kind of thing. That's my... It's like electric sitar or something yeah. like that. It's <laughs> like if Zack Snyder took a gypsy person and was like, I wonder how I could make this cooler. <laughs> Just kind of makes it, it makes me think of like a really shitty tea party song, like something they would have thrown away kind of thing. Yeah. You guys are just trying to find meaning. <laughs> I don't think Christy know who's I don't think Christy knows who the tea party is. And now we're going after her for being a millennial. We're just mm-hmm. we're ticking all those fucking boxes early to early this week too. Where's Mark too? D- damn it! <laughs> He's no better about taking shots at you on the podcast, so I don't know why you would want him here. I meant yeah. my Mark. God He's, damn it! He's the one that that slugs your muffin on the on the show. That's true. Also, He's not doing it on the show. There's no live muffin slugging. <laughs> it's a weird target audience we're trying to reach. It it would pull in more of the. The interesting podcaster crowd. <laughs> yeah, guys, you've already associated my picture enough with this podcast. <laughs> Stop giving us such amazing screenshots. Some weird porn sites. Anyway, what are you saying about Wonder Woman? Uh, there's a lot of slow motion in that trailer. That worries me. Yeah. It's 300 all over again. I just thought it looked like Captain America. Captain America did it have a lot of slow motion in it? I don't remember the first one anymore. No, I just like the overall tone of it just like so strikes me as like the first Justice League, you know what I mean? Like it's so just that mishmash of like the first Thor and um like the first Captain America movie. So I'm like I'm sure it'll be great. Like it looks great, but it, the way like the way it's set up so far, I'm like I don't really well, I mean, Steve yeah. Steve Trevor and Steve Rogers are pretty fucking similar characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're both blonde military men. and Actually, Chris Pine would have been a decent Captain America. Yeah. He just had to uh, pack that. on some uh, muscle. They're both played by dudes named Chris. Yep. <laughs> both have tr- last names related to trees. <laughs> Evans? Is Evans <laughs> a tree? <laughs> Is there an Evans There's tree an we don't Evans- know of? It's, I'm sure somewhere there's an Evans tree. I'm sure you're full of shit. <laughs> sure, tell, tell it again, Grandma. <laughs> well, let me tell you about the Evans tree. There it was one Evans. deep within the heart of a wood. Did you? If she, if she tries to do an Australian accent, we've checked all of our boxes for this week. So yeah, That's not a or the Irish accent she did uh, a couple weeks back too. Good day, mate. There you go. <laughs> There we go. Did you guys see the Chris Pine uh, voting thing? No. I saw it being posted around, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's the what best thing it? I've seen him act in in a while. Oh, oh, when he was the um, he's Congress. The Constitution? He was Congress. Yeah. Oh, Congress. 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 Yeah. What are you talking about? The best thing you've seen him act in? He was pretty good in Beyond. He was good in Beyond. This is better. This is oh, hilarious. Okay. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> we'll post a link. 
That's right, guys. Somebody, somebody make a note to actually do that. Yeah, uh, you can do that, in uh, Since I'm the only one who seems to actually post shit, I will post Chris. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad you're thing. taking on that honor, Mark. <laughs> you seem pumped. <laughs> I'm very excited. Pumped. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it while I'm editing the show tomorrow. <laughs> we love Mark for editing all of our shows. <laughs> We love you for it. Blah blah blah. We've said thank you enough. Move on. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Moving on then. Oh. Uh, we also got an episode count for Defenders, which is going to be a mere eight episodes long. Ooh. And has literally every cast member from every other show appearing in it at least once, apparently, because yeah. every day they announce three other people from one of the other shows showing yeah. up in it. So I don't think anybody is going to be missing from any of the other shows. They're all supposed to make an appearance in this show, which I think is the right way to do it. Well, yeah, exactly. All you need is like all they'd have to do now is get Robert Downey Jr. to show up and just call it a day. <gasps> Watch, that is going to be the one where he does show up, or at least um, what's his name? Eye Patch. Good Lord, Nick Fury. Sam Jackson. Yeah, Eye <laughs> Patch. I'm tired. Or I, I would even be happy with uh, Kobe Smulders or something like that. I'd be happy Ugh. if Mark Ruffalo showed up. What? But why would he show up? He's on his. He's on a spaceship. He's going away. He should be off-world now. Yeah. What? He's going to join Thor. Oh, yeah. Um. I think Kobe Smulders did confirm that Maria Hill was going to be coming back in one of the future Marvel movies. Well, that would make sense. If they're going to pile everybody into the Infinity War movies, then yeah. it makes sense that she shows back up. Yeah. Didn't they say Guardians isn't showing up till the second one? Or was it someone else? It oh, someone I don't know. Else? I mean, I don't really care which one yeah. each of the people end up in i don't want him to feel like shoehorned in i want it to feel somewhat natural Mm. um yeah so i mean i think that that's a good idea they're limiting defenders hopefully we'll avoid the sort of thing that we had in the latter half of luke cage which we discussed at length yes agreed um and then the last uh, news item, unless you guys had anything that I had, was uh, a little bit more morose note, but uh, definitely happened more than a week ago. But again, Mark's fucking shoddy hosting. We uh, did not mention that Steve uh, Dillon, the uh, artist of Preacher and a bunch of other series, passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, worst host ever. Uh, yeah. We day. did talk about that. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we sure You're thinking, you must have been, you listened to Geeks with Kids this week and they <laughs> talked about it. They did talk about it. Yes. We did not. <laughs> so, yeah, that's sad. Actually, I think Tim and I talked about it, like, somewhere, like, oh, on you Facebook might... or something. Uh... <laughs> but we didn't actually discuss it on the podcast. Yeah. So. That's very disappointing. He's a super talented guy. He, uh, I disagree with Spears in that his definitive run was definitely not that Punisher run. It was definitely Preacher, and uh, Spears is wrong. Mm. Ooh, I don't know if he's, so. has, did he I don't know if he said he read what it Punisher. Uh, no preacher or preacher. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. But I, I just know he was talking. He talked about the Punisher a lot longer than he talked about preacher, which is mm. blasphemy, <laughs> which is a pun. Uh. <laughs> I see what you did there, Mark. Exactly. You're still clever. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible host. Terrible host. <laughs> so that that was everything I had. Does anybody else have anything particularly notable that happened this week? Eric posted something on his Facebook feed I thought was kind of interesting. Did I you? Did? Is that what you're going to talk about? Oh no, I was going to. I was going to talk about Steppenwolf. They cast him today. Yeah. Oh, did they really? Why? So it just be CG? <laughs> Someone has to do the voice, right? Oh, okay. It's Kieran yeah. Hines from uh, Game of Thrones and um, 
Russell Jr. Yeah, it's old, older than I kind of expected that they would have gone for uh, Steppenwolf, but I think I think it's voice, right? He has. I think that it's got to be voice, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm. I, I don't had. I didn't really have anybody particular in mind for Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of good with whatever as long Cri- as it's not. Christy, like, do you know who that is? No. He played Albus Dumber, uh, Dumbledore. Uh, no, Aberforth Dumbledore. In the last uh, Harry, there you go. See, I had to. I thought you were asking know. if she knew who Steppenwolf was. No, I, I know That's that answer. Cool. <laughs> Steppenwolf is Darkseid's son. Do you know who Darkseid is, Christy? No. <laughs> Darkseid is one of the big cosmic bads of the DC universe. Uh, he's basically the Thanos of the DC universe. Ooh. Yeah, and looks almost fucking identical, except Thanos is more purple. Well, mm-hmm. you know how I feel about purple people. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> but that's big. That's big news. Those are that's, that's big news. Yeah. What, what was see, the thing uh, on my wall? Oh, it was the thing about um, that. I uh, was that Harlan Ellison was getting like talking about Batman, the Batman oh, yeah. being oh, a giant fucking yeah. mess or something like that. And then the other thing, Simpsons was renewed for season 29 and 30 today. Yep. <laughs> Big surprise. So that's crazy. Yeah, but that's like, that's historic. Doesn't that make it like one of the longest running like scripted shows of all time or something? It overtakes it with those 30 seasons. It overtakes. Oh, yeah? That's crazy. I think it's something like 600 episodes of scripted television. Scripted television. Maybe for prime time, but I mean, you've got stuff like uh, like Days of Our Lives that's been going on that long. Yeah, that doesn't count though. So it must it must be prime time rather than like daytime TV or yeah, something. I'm not like yeah, sure. there's probably there's probably a specification Some, to the statistic yeah. or something, but it's hard yeah. to say. Daytime of the night. But yeah, still impressive. I mean, we all we <laughs> talked last week about the fact that none of us really regularly watch The Simpsons anymore. No. Yeah, it's been a couple of years since I really sat down and watched it regularly, but yeah. still, like tw- like thirty years of like one show is crazy. Yeah, I mean, hey, as long as as long as people are still enjoying it, then why the fuck not? Because mm-hmm. it's. Not very good. Oh, Train Spotting too trailer this week. Oh yeah, Train Spotting too. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. I fucking Danny Boyle's one of my favorite directors for sure. So I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's a tough sit. Speaking mm-hmm. of whenever we do that episode on things that are tough sits, that's a fucking tough movie to watch. Yeah, somebody was talking to me about sitting through Requiem for a Dream the other day, and I was like, oh, I'll never be able to do that again. I can never watch that movie again. No, me either. Oh, I could do Requiem for a Dream again. I actually, the other day I was at, well, someone plays a piano that I can hear through my office at work, and they play like really creepy, um, scary themes. So like one day they were just playing Jaws over and over again, but faster and faster. And then the other day they started playing Requiem for a Dream, but they just kept speeding it up. And I was the like, Kronos Quartet like stuff. <gasps> yeah, but like all I ever saw was Requiem. And I was just like, oh my god. That always oh reminds god, me of the Two Towers great. trailer. Oh yeah, totally. What? It didn't make you sick though, right, Christy? No. They they okay, used that good. music. They did a, a remix of that song for the the first big trailer for the Two oh, Towers. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think I remember that. It was so long ago now. Well, they've used the Requiem. There's, there's a few pieces of music like that that they've just fucking recycled into so many different trailers. It's true. Um, yeah, but... All right, well, I guess that's all of our sort of geeky news for the week. Now we're going to move on to something else that we didn't do last week. Worst host ever. <laughs> 
which this is fucking the, guy. The geekiest thing we did this week, which I'm which I'm kind of debating just straight up calling our geek of the week. Does that sound good? Geek of the week. Geek, the geek of the week. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure Spears steals that. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, make sure to tell Spears that he names it right when he steals it on the other podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would like to point out that if we had done it last week, last week's episode would have been three fucking hours long. It's true. So. <laughs> it's probably for the best. So, yeah. uh, Eric, we haven't heard from you in a while. So, what was the geekiest thing you did this week? I went to a festival pre-opening party. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of geeky, but unimpressive. It was it was a lot of mingling, and I I just didn't want to deal with uh, film nerds. Mm. Uh, you know, what's due there? Uh, no, no, no. He, he wasn't there. <laughs> How far is Perry Sound from here? It's two hours north of Toronto. So yeah, Ugh. I just assume that Stu's at all film nerd things in anywhere mm. in Canada. He just shows up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like it, it happens. Sorry, what? That, no, uh, I don't think anyone said anything. Yeah, oh. said nothing. Just, just the voices in your head again, Christy. Oh God. Good. Yeah, good. Do more visual bits. It's great. Oh, do we just get number two, Mark? We got Mark. Oh no, she called him the right name. <laughs> no, I was shushing the voices in my head. She. <laughs> Ew. She did, she did have to catch herself to not say number two, Mark. You could see it. She did. <laughs> Go set up your computer so you can join us. Yeah, if you can get in fast enough, then we can hear your Geek of the Week, too. Yeah, we want to uh, Geek of the so Week. So let's, let's go for Christy next. What was the geekiest thing you did this week? Ooh, what was the geekiest thing I did this week? Well, um, I just... What? Breathe. What? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> all I did was uh, play Mass Effect. I'm um, pretty obsessed, again... And uh, I just I I I'm having trouble like separating Mass Effect from reality. Um, <laughs> Did you sign up for the Andromeda thing? Hell yeah, I signed up for the Andromeda thing. What nice. Andromeda thing? Yeah, what's the Andromeda thing? Uh, there's like a, a mailing list thing where you can enter early or whatnot. They haven't um, they haven't said what it's gonna include, but I'm sure it's a lot of spam emails. I'll enter yeah, early. Spam email. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm uh, I'm pretty psyched. Um, just because like I've been watching all the all the um, trailers again and a bit of the footage, and I've just like ugh, it was so bad that I almost like watched an LP while I was playing it, and then thought, Christy, <laughs> it's too deep. You're never gonna come out again. <laughs> so I didn't. How many hours do you think you put you put into it this week so far? Oh. I'm not, you know what, I, I'm talking like, okay, including reading about it, and <laughs> doing it, probably 10. No, that's not so bad. No. That's not that bad. I'm going to have a 9 to 5 job, and I don't get home until like, you know, 7, and I have a partner who I have to pay attention to and shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I love you. <laughs> Are you showering this playthrough? Well, that's... That's why my hair's wet, because I, I had to have a bath as soon as I got home, because I was like, I should bathe. <laughs> See, this is why you need a Vita, because then uh, you can just play in the bathroom. I know. Mark says I'm not allowed to play with my things in the tub anymore, though, because of the iPad incident. Oh, now we need to hear the iPad incident. Story time. I got electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how. 
Come on, Christy. <laughs> what, what have you ever not shared something like this before? Come on, we're, we got to tick the embarrassing stories with Christy box. Yeah, I think that brings us up to like... Bingo! Bingo! Dance robot, dance bingo! <laughs> you got to tell the story so we can get the bingo, though. I dropped my thing in the tub while I was plugged in. You need to specify that it was your iPad, not not your non-waterproof sex toy. (laughs) I don't have one of those yet. (laughs) Yet. Yet. No, I dropped in my... Are you okay? Did he electrocute himself? He didn't electrocute himself. (laughs) He dropped his thing in the bathtub? No. (laughs) I don't know. I'm telling you about the story when I dropped in the, the tablet. Don't shame, don't shame me. Well, don't keep us in suspense. How is the tablet? Um, it's it's okay. Did it actually survive? <laughs> right there, Mark. What? Yeah, it survived. It's slow, but it <laughs> it's okay. The same could be said about some of us. Yeah. It's slow, but it survived. <laughs> Mark has literally right, well, walked into four different things since coming in the room ten seconds ago. <laughs> well, since Christy is very much distracted at the moment, let's hear Mark from Mark. What's the geekiest thing you did this week? Um, I left work early to go to a meeting, and then instead of coming straight home and doing something productive, I just went and saw Doctor Strange. Nice. So instead of working like a proper employee, because heaven forfend I do that, uh, I went down to the IMAX theater in Oakville and watch Dr. Strange this afternoon. Nice. And it's wonderful. And yeah. go see it in IMAX. If you're going to watch it, like it's visually very stunning movie. So yeah. Uh, yeah. My, I got tickets for tomorrow afternoon in the IMAX 3d. I did. You know what? The, the one problem was you, you keep bringing up, you kept bringing up, uh, I don't, I don't have a clever name for him. Cumberpatch's uh, American accent. <laughs> and it did a couple times. I didn't like really notice it. I was like, God, oh, I never would have thought about it unless you'd said something, and then I was sitting there watching the movie, being like, "Yeah, I can hear it." Does oh, he sound like House? It's jarring. He does. He sounds. Ex- he sounds a lot like uh, Hugh Laurie did when he was playing House, which is mm. funny because I watched House like the whole show, and I never had a problem with his accent. And then it's just now when people point it out to me, I'm like, oh, "Yeah, now I can hear it." But that's the one thing I was like, "Fuck, I can hear the." It's good, but it's still like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely putting it on." Yeah, I don't see why they couldn't make Stephen Strange British. He could just be like really upper crusty, shitty too. Like he is kind yeah. of an asshole to begin with. So like him having a bit of like a even a put upon accent wouldn't be that big a deal to me. Yeah. So he was just put upon. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, for me, the, <laughs> the geekiest thing that I did this week is uh, I've been to th- three different comic stores in the past three days. Uh, so I was on a business trip to Lexington, Kentucky over the last two days. And while I was there, I was like, fuck it, I'm going comic shopping. So I went to two different comic shops there and got got myself fucking elbow deep in some long boxes. That's what she said. <laughs> and uh, with with the want list that I keep on my phone and found a couple things I've been looking for for a while. Like what? <laughs> uh, the biggest find was... Um, the uh, Spider-Man Complete Clone Saga trade paperbacks, because I had the first one and I'd read it a couple of years ago, and it was just one of those stories I've always wanted to read from Marvel because it gets you know, it's infamous basically. It is. <laughs> um, 
have fun sitting through that one. Yeah, but but the uh, the trades are have actually been. I mean, the the single issues are expensive and hard to find, but the trades have been in a print for like four or five years. So even buying the trades on like Amazon or eBay or something was going to run me like seventy five dollars each, and there's like five of them. Yeah, I think that's because uh, we all burned our single issues when <laughs> uh, that story was like through. So. <laughs> So that we could erase the memory of that horrifying, <laughs> horrible story yeah. that they are still referencing to this day. Because I'm pretty sure Dan Slott's current run actually had like a clone incident thing happen a couple <laughs> months ago. Well, but yeah, they had this uh, one shop I went to had the second through fifth. And they basically uh, gave them all to me for like uh, about 25% less than cover price. So That's not bad. Yeah. So I mean, they would have been like 160 bucks total, and I got them for like 120. So, yeah, that was A plus comics in Lexington, Kentucky. Shameless plug. <laughs> oh, shout outs to people for yeah. people that nobody will like. Yeah, exactly. That will never hear us. Yeah, and then on top of that, listeners. yeah, on top of that, yesterday or tonight, I uh, fucking still went to my local comic shop and picked up my weekly comics as well. We would expect nothing less of you, Tim. Yeah. Yep. First night I was back, so. Well, you and can't let your Dropbox get uh, full. Exactly. <laughs> Were your comic book shop guys just like, oh my god, you're alive? Well, it's, yeah, it's weird because there's like, they have like, um, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Comic Book Men, they have like Sunday Jeff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that comes in and works on like just the Sundays. They have like, my comic shop has like this girl that just works on the weekends and she was working tonight. And like, it's weird for me to go in there and not like have my books like handed to me as soon as I walk in kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Did but, you give her shit? I feel like you should know who I am. Yeah, and I fucking slapped her across the face and shook some sense into her. Now we've got misogyny on our podcast. I think we're uh, <laughs> well on our way to like whole card dance robot dance bingo. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, we got other Mark with us just in time to share his geekiest thing that he did this week. Oh man, where to start? Um, I had to fix up a few arcade machines again this week. Nice. Did you get that Marvel one that was posted on your wall? Which one? Oh no, the Marvel superheroes. I didn't get a hold of that. Oh man, I love that game. Um, I do have the board though, so don't worry. <laughs> um, no, I got. Um, what was it? Uh, I got Ninja Turtles one. Nice um, on arcade, um, and uh, a really cool two-player pinball machine, which only a hundred were made. And oh, crazy. Um, Time Killers. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> which is an awful awful game but it's awesome because it's so awful yeah <laughs> nice you guys need to come check out the uh the arcade it is pretty sweet yeah, i'm yeah. definitely going to when i'm up that area hopefully around christmas oh you got it man you'll Maybe have to I'll, stay uh, open on christmas just so i can come in mark yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's like fuck you family i need to go play video games all right, well, now that we've covered everybody's geek of the week, it's time to move on to the meat of the episode. Meat, 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 meat. <laughs> Christy says, with her, please tell me your, your face is stuffed with meat right now, it Christy. It's actually, it's delicious cooking. <laughs> the meat of the meat, episode. Meat, 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 meat. <laughs> so, well, why, is it, why is it like Trichosaurus? <laughs> we'll sell you their whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. 
Eventually, I'm actually going to put an effect on that when I like am not editing in a rush. I have lots of time tomorrow, so I might actually do something to that. Nice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> be all professional and have actual stings and shit. Just put a bunch of fucking reverb on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got to echo. It's got to echo. Yeah. <laughs> so the main topic for our episode this evening is uh, video games. It's one of the things that we haven't really touched on in great depth so far, except for Christy fucking splooshing all over Mass Effect <laughs> a few times. <laughs> Archer reference. I, I, that's a new box we should be going for as an Archer reference. <laughs> We've definitely had our fair share of Archer references, yeah, even before I started watching it. Actually, you know what? We say phrasing every episode. That is an Archer we reference. Do. Yeah. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. I really think we should have a serious discussion about bringing phrasing back. I think phrasing should come back, guys. We need to bring it back into the rotation. <laughs> it comes back on its own by accident. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, uh, video games are a very fucking broad uh, geeky area. So I think we're going to have a lot to talk about here. And that's uh, one of the main reasons we wanted to have other mark on this evening so, since he does own uh, one-up games and super one-up games in hamilton yep another shameless plug thank you where, where we will hopefully <laughs> actually sit down and uh and record at some point in the future i think that would be awesome if by record you mean we'll be playing video games and be too busy to record then yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah basically um so yeah to start out uh i want to do kind of maybe what sort of what we did with uh some of our previous general topic podcast and everybody just sort of go around and give a brief history of your experience with video games like how you grew up with them that kind of thing uh so let's go with our our uh guest expert marked now that his mouth is full of something <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> this is this great. amazing audio right now guys mm. Meat. Super engaging. <laughs> it's some good meat. It's some good meat. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got he's got great meat in his mouth right now. <laughs> um so let me see. Um I grew up uh I got a Atari twenty six hundred for my fifth birthday. Nice. Um so went from there to the original Nintendo, but instead of going Super Nintendo and Genesis Blasphemer. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Genesis was awesome. It was so underrated. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just had everything under the sun from that point. And um, now I own my own video game store. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty broad even there. <laughs> just even like then. that. Just like that. That's all you need. <laughs> a few systems and you got a store. <laughs> all right. Let's hear from Eric since he hasn't been with us in a while. Um. What did I do? Uh, the first gaming system I had was an NES in about 85, I guess, or 4. Hi, Meg. Um, and then I went to Super Nintendo. Then I also did PC gaming around that time. So I was, uh, you know, all the Lucas Arts games then. And then oh, yeah, we're going to talk about those tonight for sure. And then uh, I went to, I skipped N64 because I was PC gaming then. And then I went to GameCube. And then PS3, and now PS4. Nice. I like everybody's sort of route. I think is going to be a little bit more meandery. And uh, all right, let's uh, let's hear from Mark Prime. Um, well, I don't really remember. I know we had like a. It wasn't an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It was one of the com- like console like computer 
2600s when I was a kid. But I have a very specific memory of like going to my uncle's house in Toronto and he had an NES like really early on and playing what the fuck like RoboCop on it or something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, awesome. like a, it's like a terrible game as far as I can remember. <laughs> but I remember playing. It's so that. bad, it's great. Yeah. So then, like, yeah, from there it was just like my brother and I got like a like an NES, and then I think I mowed lawns for a summer to get a Super Nintendo so that Aww. I could play Street Fighter. Yeah, I was like ten, right? So. And I think I just so I could play Street Fighter Two, ad nice. nauseum over and over again. <laughs> um, and then yeah, from there it was kind of like went straight like N sixty four and PlayStation and like ever, since then I pretty much bought every console, every generation, like almost accidentally or for some obtuse reason. Like for this generation, I ended up buying an Xbox One based solely on the fact that like my Rock Band library wouldn't transfer over to the <laughs> PS four. So I was like, when I priced it out, I was like, um. Is it cost me more to buy all those songs again, or yeah. to buy an Xbox One and like a new like new rock band setup? It cost me less to buy the Xbox One and new <laughs> rock band setup than to replace all my DLC. So, yeah, and then I but yeah, so then even then I barely turned any of them on for the last like three months. Oh, so sad. That is yep. sad. Uh, all right, Christy. Um. Well, my friend, my childhood friend, Sarah Pratt had um a nintendo and so i used to go to her house to hang out with her um does the air quotes mean you made out instead nintendo (laughs) (laughs) at six um but um you never know we were just like she never she always wanted to go outside and be like active and shit and i was like i just want to play mario and um then it got to the point that like i started making friends with people that i knew had computers so I'd like go to their houses and just hang out at their computers. Got me, got me a bit of a rep for a little while. Um, <laughs> you were that then, kid that just that just kid. had friends because they, they had, had video games and stuff. Nice. But the um, the first actual system that we got besides Dig Dug, we had Dig Dug on a big computer. Um, <laughs> I used to play that thing for hours. <laughs> but uh, I got into video games because. Um, one Christmas, uh, my my mom had just had surgery um, and had some of her cancer removed. And uh, it was like, she had her surgery maybe two and a half weeks before Christmas. And on Christmas Day, uh, sitting on our back porch was a PlayStation, just from Aww. no one. It had no signs or anything. It was just four games and a PlayStation. It was a haunted PlayStation. <laughs> on your porch. Oh, no, wait. We finished our Halloween episode. Yeah, it's not Halloween. <laughs> but it was just really sweet because we never found out who it was from. Someone just felt like being nice. And it had one of my favorite games um, in my top ten. So it doesn't count for lists tonight. But uh, it was Croc, Legend of the Gobos. And uh, what the I fuck is that? Oh, it's a great game. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You're a little crocodile and you wander around and you, yeah, get these. Other, other Mark is shaking his head no right now. <laughs> it's so good. And you make noises like, hey! Like noises that Christy naturally <laughs> makes. So this is where yeah. you got your noises from. <laughs> and then when he falls, he goes, ah! So they sound like member berries? Oh, member the 90s? Yeah, member yeah. croc? Yeah, member, member Chewbacca. Oh, I remember. <laughs> member Reagan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and post PlayStation? 
Um, I've had every PlayStation system that's come out. And right now, I think I've had every... Since Mark and I got together, anyway, he covered all the old school stuff, but I had every system that was new. Um, my tendency was to date a guy until he bought me a console and then broke up with him. <laughs> that's how I got my... So Mark, three. don't... Mark, don't ever buy her a console. You bought me a Wii U last Christmas. Oh, it's over. <laughs> no, now she's just holding up for an NX. Switch. <laughs> a Switch. No, I'll be I'll be satisfied because he owns a video game <laughs> store, so like it's just gonna keep coming, hopefully. Just like me. Ha! <laughs> anyway, Nana, please don't listen to this. I love uh, Mark. <laughs> I like Mark's face doing this. It's hilarious. He's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. nope. <laughs> That's pretty fun to watch. He's so disappointed in me as a person. Um, but yeah, oh, so having Croc. What? What? That and Croc? <laughs> Don't not Croc. I never said that. I never said Don't that. Don't not Croc. Um, but yeah, so I've had, we have every system in the house that exists. Ever? You have like Famicoms? Oh. Actually, I do have a Famicom. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> like our living room is a history museum of video games. That's beautiful. Yeah. Pretty rad. It's but very nice. I like you your, I like your living room. Thanks, come back. <laughs> yeah, give me my hoodie. <laughs> Not until you come back. I'm holding it hostage. <laughs> uh, well, that just leaves me then. So for me, uh, I started out gaming on a Commodore 64. Ooh, nice. Mm. <laughs> uh, my mom actually taught uh, like business. She taught computers at, in high school. And so like we were one of the first people in town that had like a home computer. And we had a Commodore 64, and I played the shit out of like Jumpman. Uh I love yeah. Jumpman. Yeah. That game was frustrating as fuck. Oh, man. Yeah. Did, you guys, did you play uh, Caveman <laughs> um, uh, Olympics, or was it Caveman Games? That was, a, that was the Commodore 64 uh, game I remember. Yeah, I think we had that. I mean, I, I remember very, very vividly, like, the uh, the commands that you needed to type in to run your yeah. games and shit like that. Like, mm. the load, set, run, and all that. Yeah, load, eight, comma, yep. star, something or rather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those what like taught me like uh, wild cards and stuff like that. Um, and uh, then from there, I didn't have a console for a while of my own, but I did have. I was kind of like Christy. I would go to the, go over to my friends' houses that had like NES or N- SNES that sort of thing, yeah. and play like Mario and Duck Hunt and like Contra and shit like that. Yes. Super Contra. That was a fucking amazing. Remember game. Duck Hunt? Yep. Remember, remember Contra. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and then uh, I got a Game Boy, and we were the household like where like my sister and I couldn't share, so we each had our own Game Boys. Uh, and then I played like Mario on that and Ninja Turtles, and uh, that was my also my first exposure to uh, the Metroid and Kirby games. Oh, oh, nice. Um, was yeah, on, those ones are good, too. Yeah, it was on Game Boy. And then uh, I was kind of in the same boat as Mark, where I had to, my parents wouldn't buy me a console. I had to save up for my Sega Genesis. Uh, and, I mean, those things weren't fucking cheap. So it took a while, but eventually I got, like, one of the uh, older, like, or the, the big, like, second-gen Genesis consoles. And I bought it with, with the- Golden Axe. It was the only game that I could afford for it. Nice. Otherwise, I just would have been buying, like, a console with no fucking games. So it didn't even come with Sonic 2? No. No, the one that I bought, I don't know why. I can't remember exactly what like release it was or whatever, but it didn't come with any games at all. So The yeah. Genesis had like 
10 different pack-ins too over the course of its life yeah it? like there's a whole bunch of versions of that yeah i mean i think i think it was like the sort of thing where there there was a larger one that was the older one you could buy yeah. and that was the yeah. one only one that i could afford and then there was the smaller one which is the one that ended up fitting into the um Sega CD. Sega CD. Well, there was two versions of the Sega CD. There was one that was designed for like the original Genesis and was like a front loader, mm. and then the other one was the the, the side by side loader, side by side one. Yeah, mm. yeah. I had the front one. I had the the Genesis that still had the red detailing on it, like the maroon yeah. detailing on it, rather than one that was like just straight black and silver. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and then so on that, I played a shitload of Sonic games and Earthworm Jim and a couple of the Disney games. Earthward and Jim uh, is classic. Yeah. Did you ever play Hercules? No. Oh, and Skitchin? Skitchin oh, was, Skitchin was, was awesome. Skitchin what was the other one? Epic, <laughs> epic game. Oh, Road Rash was on Genesis. Yeah. Yep. I liked Road Rash. Yeah. There's something else. There's a really good Castlevania on Genesis. Bloodlines. Bloodlines, yeah. Oh, I never yeah. played that one. I played. I did play Castlevania. I had the uh, Game Boy Castlevania game. Okay. I don't think I ever beat that because the fucking like last levels were just too hard for me the game boy castlevania was super slow mm. also, was yeah slow. also castlevania games like like nintendo hard pretty notoriously until yeah. they got to playstation probably i didn't even ever finish the metroid game for uh game boy and it was because like i even bought a fucking nintendo power i could not find one particular item that i needed to beat the game it was like the thing that made when you could like ball up into a sphere and it made you be able to jump extra high. I could never find that one like power up. And oh, so the bounce I, ball. Oh yeah. Yeah. The jumping boots. No, not the boots. It was when you, when you could like turn into a little like sphere and roll around. Yeah. There was the something. Oh, this uh, the Sonic, uh, this, uh, yeah. Yeah. The there, screw jump. Screw jump. Yeah. I think that, I think that was that. I think it was the screw jump that I could never end up finding. And I could probably find it you know, really easily today and just on the internet. But at the time yeah. I'd never finished that game. You should grab, I don't know if you can still get it. Cause I think he discontinued it, but like, I, I think you can find it in other ways. Yeah. Quote unquote. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> uh, it's called AM2R. I think I was talking about it on a podcast not too long ago, but it's like a, a remake of Metroid two with mm. like, Kind of the like fusion slash like uh, was it zero mission assets? Zero mission, yep. So they rebuilt Metroid Two with those assets. It's uh, it was pretty fun. I was playing it on my PC not too long. You ago. may even have yeah, to ask one of us. We might have yeah. the download still in their download. I probably have a couple <laughs> versions of that download. <laughs> I'm looking at the download right <laughs> on my screen right now. I meant I don't have it. <laughs> Same here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, no, we don't pirate anything. No. Um. And then from there, from the Genesis, I went uh, pretty hard into PC gaming, and that's where I stayed for a long time. Uh, most, or in a large part, I was in the uh, same boat as Eric with like the LucasArts adventure games and that sort of thing. I played some of the sort of King's Quest games and that sort of stuff too, but it was mostly uh, the LucasArts stuff. Um, and then I also played. And I think that. At some point, my mother bought me like some of those LucasArts games because she wanted me playing like less violent games than I was playing on my Genesis. <laughs> they were a little bit more cerebral or whatever. Uh, but then I think that backfired because eventually I skewed from those into like first-person shooters with like uh, Day of Defeat and Wolfenstein and Doom and Quake and all that shit. Uh, and then. I went basically from there pretty much exclusively into Nintendo territory and Wii and 
uh, 3DS, and now a Wii U. Um, and on those, I'm mostly on like Zelda games and music games like Rockman and stuff like that. And I also played quite a bit of uh, Lord of the Rings Online, but that's back into PC. That's about the only thing I've played in PC for quite a while. Oh, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which we'll talk about more later. Teaser. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. We've all got pretty varied histories. Uh I think we, that's why I think we're a pretty good sort of mix of people is that we've all got very different experiences. None of us sort of grew up the exact same way on this kind of stuff. So I find it actually impressive that three of us had Genesis. Oh yeah. I, it's I had, mean, I had I one. Yeah. I just, it, it was, I was, the Super Nintendo was always like, that was like my home console. I always end up with like one console. It's like my home console per generation. Super Nintendo was very much the home console of that generation. Hmm. <laughs> So yeah, because you were saying that you had to work for your genesis for your uh, for your genesis, right? Yeah, yeah. I basically like yeah. saved up out of my allowance, kind of thing. And took me probably six months or a year or something like that to save up for the damn thing. Oh, you didn't just yeah, date didn't... somebody? No, <laughs> no, not when I was like eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making out with chicks at six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we uh, we don't all all make your amazing life choices, Christy. Hey, I have four consoles out of it. <laughs> Holy shit. Got, gotta have your priorities straight. Yep. <laughs> what were you saying? Your sentimental views? What? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, from there, I, uh, we wanted, I basically, I asked everybody to put together their top five games of all time. I didn't give any other rules besides that in terms of like, you know, new games, old games or anything like that. Um, and I, on this case, I think I'm perfectly okay with people overlapping so if you steal somebody else's, you're totally welcome to still, you know, talk about why you like that game as well. <laughs> I'm not going to be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so let's start, uh, let's start with Eric since he's got to leave at some point. Um, and the rest of us are here forever. Uh, and let's go what, from like all of them or just one of them. Let's go. From, I don't have them. I don't think I have them in a particular order. I just sort of All put right. them there because the, the order keeps on switching, yeah. you know, depending on... Um, All right, well, let's say if you do have an order, start at the bottom and we'll end up at number one. But if you don't have an order, but, that's fine. Just go. Okay, I'm going to start with uh, Day of the Tentacle. Yes! Um, which Super is a good. LucasArts nice. game. It's one of those point-like adventures, and it's sort of... A, it, it's, a, it's a sequel to Maniac Mansion, which was an earlier LucasArts game. And um, yeah. I don't know, the humor... And yeah. the whole storyline was just hilarious. And the tentacles, it was the first time, I, I, at least I can recall, having a bad guy being that um, humorous and with so much character without even like having real facial expressions or dialogue. <laughs> um, from yeah, what I can the recall. animation on I don't that know game done really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then they remade it just a couple yeah. years ago, and it, it's still as good. I've- I exactly. still haven't got a chance to play the remake. That's what I love is that all these uh, all these LucasArts games are starting to get re-released now and remastered, and I fucking mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And you can switch between the new graphics and the old graphics, yeah. which you is hilarious. You can do that on the other ones, too, which is really fun. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Do you do that on the PS4 version? Yep. Yep. Even they with uh, Grim Fandango as well. Yep. With Grim Fandango. Did the- and yeah. with the Monkey Island games, too, you could do that. Yep. yep. So my five, my five is also... Um, it's crossed with another one, which I couldn't. I, I didn't know which one to pick, so I put uh, I put Dave the Tentacle with Full Throttle, um, nice because that's nice. my other favorite of the point and click adventures. 
yeah. which had uh, Mark Hamill in it. It's a biker type uh, point and click adventure. It was it was really fun. I liked it. Anyone else play yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I played all of those games. Yeah. Full Throttle was good. It, it it had some game sort of design issues overall, and it wasn't a very long game, but the no. the sort of the overall design and feel of it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. The the world that um, they created was was really interesting, and yeah. Also, Mark Hamill's amazing in anything. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. Um, but I want to go back to Day of the Tentacle for a second. That is definitely yeah. up there in terms of my favorite games, uh, but. Like I said, it is a sequel to Maniac Mansion. Did, ha, who here has actually played Maniac Ma- Maniac Mansion? Oh, many times over. Yeah, I'm so raising my hand. A, yeah, visual. that was a fucking crazy <laughs> game because there were you basically at the start you picked a team of like three people or something like that, and depending, uh, is it three or four? It was uh, you picked two people you, and you had to have the one guy Dave. Yeah, you you, you picked oh, two yeah. companions. Yeah, there was the main yeah. guy and then you could pick two others, and everybody had like their own strengths. So there were certain, I I can't imagine how the hell they designed this, but like, you know, everybody had certain things that they could do and certain things that they couldn't do. So depending on who you picked with, depending on would, would determine how you had to play the game and solve the puzzles. Yeah. And, and some of them were obscure, like the girl razor, she was like in a rock band. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember something you had to fill out some type of form to get like, uh, and I'll oh, make a mixtape and then send it out and yeah. come back and give her something. Won an award was, or something like that? A contest? It was really random. It was so cool. But yeah. yeah. And then Bernard could fix up machines and all that stuff. So Yeah. So I've got a book that's, um, shit, I can't remember what it's called. Hold on. It's on my bookshelf and I can get to it without taking my headphones off. Uh, Rogue Leaders. It's the history of LucasArts. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I love too. Yeah. There's, um, I think there's a page in it where they actually show sort of the... Uh, the flow chart of all the different puzzles and stuff like that in the game and how it worked with the different characters. And it just looks like it would have been a total nightmare to program. Mm-hmm. I have um, uh, the flow chart for <laughs> Indiana Jones and the fate of Atlantis. Oh and yeah. It's nice. Thick as hell. Yeah. Um, and that one, that one was pretty crazy too. Um, we've Mark and I have talked about that a little bit on the podcast before. Cause Mark prime, uh, cause it had that like, uh, or maybe offline. Um, but it had like that thing, uh, where you had to pick, was it wits, fists, or team? <laughs> thanks, thanks, Christy. Thanks, Christy, for blowing for blowing your nose with. Did you take your mic with you? My mic is not with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that was also a really interesting game mechanic because uh, there were different ways that you could choose to play the game, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we talked about that because I haven't played any of these games, so. Yeah. Or I have like I've played them like cursorily and just they don't they didn't do anything for me back in the day, so I never went back to them. So yeah. I have like three or four of them uh that are queued up so that you, I know you want to do a full episode about them at some point. <laughs> at some point. You should also try and, the and, uh, try the King's Quest games too. Uh actually play these things at least one of them the whole way through so that I can <laughs> comment on the mechanics of them because otherwise I'd just be like, Yeah, I played Maniac Mansion and all the typing made me crazy. So <laughs> None of them are super long games. Um, all of them can be completed pretty quickly. I tend to take yeah. a little bit longer to play them because I really like to explore everything. Like, I'm a completist in terms of the way that Really? I You're, the the yeah. 400 long boxes behind you would never <laughs> indicate 30, yeah. maybe. No, 50, 20, something like that. Yeah. And that's only a small portion. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Number four. Yeah, so, so they're not really long plays. Uh, oh, yeah. Never mind. 
No. <laughs> no, that's fine. We can move on. Um, yeah, I think I'd like, uh, unless, well, if we start getting pressed for time, Eric, maybe I'll have you just run through the rest of yours, but maybe we can move on to the next person so that we have Oh, yeah, that's fine with you. Some variety. How about nope. Christy and her nose goblins? Oh, just give her a second. <laughs> Christy, what's your number five? Come she on. She doesn't have her headphones and she can't hear Come us. Come on. No. Fucking Christy, she's fucking ruining our podcast again. I am not ruining uh-huh. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> All right, we'll skip Christy for now and go to other Mark. Oh, so I have to, five games? Yeah, your top five of all time, starting at number five if you want to actually order them. Oh, I oh, thought shit. we were going like five, five, oh, okay. I'd say uh, Ninja Gaiden 1. Oh, good hmm. call. Um, because the uh, the cinematics and the story, and it was hard as nails, so that was a Nintendo hard uh, game. Um, I've beaten it three times, but each time is a chore, even with Unlimited Continues. <laughs> um... Oh man, this is hard. That's definitely a game I've spent some like long hours dying in, like repeatedly over and over again. In spite of the fact that like it plays, I always like the gameplay on those games. So yeah, they're always tight. I seem to remember having. Oh man, maybe it was for Super Nintendo. Like they put all three on one cartridge and kind of like did a little bit of like a special edition or something like yeah. that. It was a Ninja Gaiden trilogy, and they sort of botched it up. Um, the graphics look nicer, but it didn't run as well. Mm. So. And that's the sort of game where it really needs to play pretty smoothly. Yeah, it has to play smooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the Nintendo, it was so tight. It was perfect, right? Yeah. You could control your jump a little bit. It had um, everything about it just was really well-timed. And on the Super, when they made that version, it just it missed a bit of that, and it becomes unplayable. So That's unfortunate. Um, what else? Mass Wait, Effect? no, that's, that's your number five. We've got to move on to somebody else's number five. Oh, I see what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Christy, you're number five. Uh, my number five is the Uncharted series. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. good. Yep. I loves me some Nathan Drake. Um, that's sort of he, a cop you went with the whole Nathan series. <laughs> yeah, I did. If I had to choose the series in order, it would be... Um, one, three, or no, two, one, three. You forgot four, four. Yeah. No, I think it would go two, I'm going to change that completely. Two, (laughs) four, three, one. At least she changed it on her own this time. It wasn't because of peer pressure of us like screaming at her for how horrible her taste is and (laughs) how horrible Nemesis is. (laughs) I will, I'll agree with your, with your order in that. Two, three, four, one. Yeah. Yeah. Two, Two, three, four. Two, three, four, one. Sorry, like, two, four. So you guys, you got to tell me something about this game. I've, I've, I know. I mean, I've seen gameplay and trailers and stuff, but I gave up on consoles after, or any non-Nintendo consoles. So I've never played any of these. Two, four, one, three. Right. Sell, sell me on it. It's pretty much like a really cinematic, <clears throat> fun Indiana Jones game mixed, mixed with t- Tomb Raider. I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Tomb Raider is just like female Indiana Jones. Let's be. Sure. <laughs> that's true yeah. Um, yeah no like if you're if you ever pick up a playstation they're pretty much like the they're almost like the showcase title now for uh playstation at least yeah. like uncharted 4 especially uh really pushes the ps4 to like its maximum i think and then 
it's I haven't finished it yet, but as far as I was concerned, it was probably the best game I played on the PS4 so far. Oh, for the PS4? Absolutely. The graphics, the story, the actual amount of playtime in an RPG. Oh. What? The story's so good in yeah, in 4. It's so good. Is it it's more... not an RPG? It's an action game. Well, yeah, okay, that's what I was going to ask. Are these more like actiony games or yeah. are they more like uh puzzly games or it's it, it does have a lot of that tomb raider kind of pu- puzzle kind of solving to it um but it's more like environmental puzzles and stuff like that mm. um, well, how, would, how would you describe it humper a- action adventure there you go yeah. yeah yep um but they're just the thing is that um i found that this was the first time in a long time i found a hero that was kind of real like he was um he was charming and like he could appeal to everybody, but at the same time, I found a lot of the reactions were, would they felt genuine for the circumstance, which I thought was kind of cool because it wasn't like, I am a superhero or I am a Indiana Jones type, like it just. You just, it, I just told me this is an Indiana Jones game, basically. It it but it's yeah, but Indiana Jones is also a fairly relatable everyman character, so yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, you know the every mans that walk around with whips and well, the the good thing about I mean, relatively speaking, <laughs> the good thing about the Uncharted series is that um, Annie Hennig and uh, or Amy Hennig and uh, Nolan North worked on that character a lot together, so they got that mm-hmm. humor and that uh, the relatability that uh, everyday man that she really wanted in it. Yeah, and, um, and I left. also just found that like, mm-hmm, it was sad. <laughs> But I kept thinking that if anyone was going to play him in a movie, because they were talking about it for a while, it would have been Nathan Fillion. Not, not Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy hey, that hey, died. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> Thank God. Hey, hey, Goat. How you doing, Goat? How's your mother? <laughs> How's your family? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's my uh, that's my fifth place because it's just they're all of them they're so good. All right, well let's move on to uh, Mark Prime, your number five pick. Uh, my number five pick. So I, this, I'm kind of I have a top three that are super solid, but like my number five is probably I don't really have like a specific one, but like just for the amount of man hours I've sunk into these games, the Grand Theft Auto games mm-hmm. are probably my like I spent especially five. Um, once I finally got around to playing it, when I bought my PS4, I spent so much time not in, not even the online because i don't do online a lot but like the just the main campaign and floating around the city and doing the random bullshit you can do in gta games i still i just love those games i still haven't beaten it <laughs> you haven't beat five no it's just such a big game i still haven't beat it it oh man i i must have like i was like rpg levels of time i sank into that game i must have played 60 hours on my main save because it was like oh. Just fucking around. You know what GTA is like, right? Like, you go in there and be like, oh, I'm going to do a mission. And then you fuck up the mission. But, like, you see something. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go fuck around with that for a little while. And I'm going <laughs> to, oh, shit, look at those guys. They're pissing me off. So I'm going to go kill them. And then I'm going to steal that fucking car and try and jump over this mountain for exactly. some stupid reason. Like, you just, like, meander around doing weird random shit. And it's like, I don't even know what I started playing like doing when i started playing now but I, yeah i love those games so much I feel like those kind of count as like the dudes ver- like uh solution <laughs> to an rpg 
dudes. Oh, like the bro, the bro, bro the bro solution <laughs> to an bro RPG. Solution. Thanks. You guys are like, okay, guys, we have Dungeons and Dragons. We're getting a good, you know, audience, but we need to like, we need to find new people. They're not buying our shit as much anymore. Well, let's just take the dungeon and make it like a crime-ridden city, and instead of wizards, we'll give them guns. And <laughs> it's brilliant. And cars, and they can commit vehicular they're homicide. The dragons are cars now. <laughs> but um, also, would you count the Red Dead Redemption series amongst? No. Mm-mm. No. No. Just Rockstar. That, that's no. that's one of my honorable mentions. I think it would be Red Dead Redemption, um, mm. which I've been meaning. Like now that they've announced the sequel, I'm definitely <gasps> I, want, I want to go back and play it I'm again. So yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of excitement over that. Yeah, game looks awesome. All right, well, my number five uh, is kind of a, a series as well, and I'm going to uh, say the Rock Band slash Guitar Hero games. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd lean a little bit more towards Rock Band, and that's mainly because I've had a lot of really good times with friends playing uh, Rock Band, some of whom are on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some of whom are local down here in Atlanta. Um, it's one of the things that we break out um, every couple months at least uh, at our cocktails and cupcakes parties and just fucking play drunken Rock Band until 2 in the morning or our neighbors complain or something. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, like, that's an honorable mention for me. I love those games. It's definitely like... I don't know, because I don't really play in a band anymore. It's also like I get to kind of like do that fantasy version of that whole thing still. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, so good. Mm, yeah. I, like I remember that. telling my friend uh, who's actually in a band. I'm like, Darcy, you got to play this game. It's like you're in a rock band. And he's like, Dude, I'm in a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm like, like that's minute. my favorite thing too, because everybody like they'll immediately assume that I'm really good at the drums in rock band, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I actually am fucking horrible at playing drums in rock band <laughs> i've been playing drums for like 16 years i sit down behind the rock band drum kit and i'm like none of this makes sense this is half the size of my real drum yeah. kit and it's <laughs> the spatial awareness is all fucked yeah it's also like they're forcing me to play exactly like what they want me to play and i'm like no no no, no, no. there's feel. no there's no feel to this at all i can't do it if i do a ghost note i fuck up my run i'm like this no i can't do this this sucks yeah <laughs> Um, but I play guitar. I'm a horrible guitar player, so I love playing the guitar because it makes me feel like I can play guitar for <laughs> 15 minutes. See, I'm a bass player, and I can play the bass on Rock Band really well. I don't know what that says about bass players. Uh, pretty much, pretty much the jokes the drummers tell about bass players. Yeah. That's what it says about bass players. <laughs> um, but it's really like I part. Of, I think a large part of it is because because I played bass. I or still play bass sometimes. I pick out those lines from the song so i can play along with them a lot easier and i can hear it whereas a lot of people just kind of take the bass line for granted in a lot of songs yeah so yeah see i'm a drummer so like the, my first thing is like i don't even listen to the top level stuff anymore mm-hmm. like i listen to a song the first time and i'm like oh for the i beat. like the rhythm it's all rhythm section like all rhythm section and then i'm like somebody somebody has to point out 90 percent of the time what's going on they're like oh that solo is really good i'm like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now I'm listening to it. So, oh yeah, there's a solo here. Yeah, there, there's, there's a guitar player in this fucking song. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Oh, uh, yeah. So that's my number five. I, know, I mean, like I said, the main reason for that is just because I've had so much fun playing them, and they're such fun games to play with other people. And uh, so yeah, you, you don't want us to publicly shame you like you did with our horror movie picks. <laughs> what? Because it's not a real video game. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> How's it not a real video game? 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tim's like getting real defensive, and none of us have said anything. That's <laughs> because we all love rock band. So. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Chris, we used to play rock band all the time. I know, but I stopped playing after you almost murdered me. No, you stopped <laughs> way after that. Wait, what's this story? <laughs> the shrimp one, where I fed her shrimp. Humper almost killed me with a piece of secret shrimp. Oh no, we did. Yeah, oh, we did. Okay. That, that, was the, that was the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was related to the game. No, nah. like you, you I used fucked to go up. Over and play it. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Those were some good times. Like you didn't land a unison bonus or something like that, and like somebody <laughs> came at you with the fucking guitar. <laughs> that is what happened. <laughs> Fuck, Christy. <laughs> what happened though? <laughs> All right, well, let's come back around to Eric. What's your number four or whatever next on your list, Eric? My number four is a game by that game company. Uh, it was released uh, just a couple of years ago, I think, probably three years ago, and it's called Journey. Oh, so uh, good, so good. Oh, how did I not think about that for my number fives? <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, so good, such a good, t- such a good one. Um, it's about. Uh, it's hard to tell what this story is about, and if you haven't played it, it's. Like this character going through a journey to like a, a sand a sandstorm or something like that. Uh, it's a sandy planet, but as you go through the story, you find out that this was once like a they were a big civilization, like, and then something happened, some disaster happened, and they it decimated them. But really, the whole game is about living. It's sort of a metaphor for life because when oh. you hit the end, you go up this mountain, and it, it's just a beautiful game. The music's amazing. I don't really want to ruin it for it those was, who haven't played it, but just play it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's such a good game. Touching. It's beautiful. It's so I, good. I remember a lot of the press that came out around that, and like it, it got massive press because it was a pretty like uh, unknown like indie game, right at the time. Well, the only other thing they'd really been known for was Flower. They did Flower and they did Flow before, so those were two mm. oh, pretty games. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Journey was the one that hit everyone's uh best of that year like it was number one that whole year and yeah got good best cause. overall game of 2012 from ign yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it was uh, game of the year from dice in 2013 yeah um i remember playing it and like you can join up with people mm-hmm. but the characters can't actually communicate beyond a sound and a symbol yeah it was and, great um I got glitched. I'd been with this one person the entire adventure and like you grow to like really love them and trust them and you're like, oh man, I know you're real and you're online and we can't talk, but we have this in common. And then my game glitched out and I lost them. <laughs> oh, and no. that sucks because you get a trophy for doing that. <laughs> but it wasn't the, the trophy. I was just like, we had a bond and you could tell. It was like, it was like the opposite of when you feel like a person's really mad at you in a car behind you. You know, it was like the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Such a good poll, Eric. It is. All right, we'll try and follow that up, Chris. And the music's by Austin Wintery. Who's, th- who's that? So. Who's that? Sorry? Oh, oh, the the game composer is Austin Wintery, and he's uh, he's won a, a number of um, awards for that soundtrack. Stunning. He also got in shit from the composers association in the states because something about not he didn't want to put his name at the beginning with credits or something i don't know something stupid like that mm. yeah <laughs> good story <laughs> it, it, it was go it, it was going to go somewhere and then i lost it <laughs> all right christy what's your next 
Um, what was that noise? Oh, oh, you guys can't hear that. Something opened on my computer and there was just noise everywhere. <laughs> oh, shit, I thought you were going to say Metal Gear Solid. Sorry, no. I never <laughs> played them. Ugh. Um, is, that, is that the opening line or something? No, what happens is like when you're sneaking around, if one of the guards hears you, like the Whoop. fucking exclamation point goes, he goes, boing, and he goes, what was that noise? And he turns around to look for you. Oh, that so, would have been was, so good. I was like, fuck, Christy, you ruined it. Sorry. <laughs> ruined something I didn't even start. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, so uh, my number four would be Crash Bandicoot Warped N2. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will. I grew up with the Crash Bandicoots, and they are a shit ton of fun. Again, I reiterate. Ugh. I've never played any of those games. I'm I've sorry, never had a I'm desire sorry, this to. Coming, this coming from the guys who spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on Rock Band, which is fine. Rock Band's fun. Rock Band is good times. Eric, high five. We had good times. <laughs> and the other guy who spent 60 hours in GTA. Um, GTA? <laughs> I'm not allowed. I'm getting criticized for a cute bandicoot with a storyline. Well, what, what's the issue with Crash Bandicoot? I just I think they they play terribly. Like I just don't think they're like good games. <laughs> they're great. I mean, they look like I, I've never played them, but the impression that I get is like they're basically like kind of Donkey Kong for Sony or. It's, it was kind of like, it was like right at the beginning of that generation, like everybody did like a 3D game mm. and like, cause nobody else had seen what anybody else was doing yet. Everybody did their own take on like how 3D should work, like in a platformer kind of situation. Yeah. So like they had, like Sega did Knights and it didn't work out so great. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, that was the, that was Sega's, one of the first Sega CD games, wasn't it? It was Sega Saturn actually. Oh, okay. And then... Like Sony or it was Naughty Dog actually like they're the same team that did uh, Uncharted. Yeah, uh, they did Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation, and then Nintendo did Mario sixty four and just taught everybody how it should be done properly, <laughs> as Nintendo does, as Nintendo always does. <laughs> but like going back and uh, there's a there's a sequence in Uncharted four where you have to play Crash Bandicoot. And yeah, I remember, because I was, it's good. I was playing it. I was like, oh yeah, fuck! I remember why I hated these fucking games. <laughs> on this episode guys oh. <laughs> i'm not shitting on it like it i just i don't like it. it i just don't I like it i'm sorry it. i think they're terrible I mean, it's, it's a pretty successful franchise so yeah they crash back they're man. crying all the way to the bank they're bringing crash back i know they are yeah that that super memorable crash bandicoot music yeah if it's so memorable how come i can just do it off the top of my head because you like Janeway as your favorite captain, you like weird things. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> High blow. All right, let's let's move on to uh, other Mark before Christy starts to cry. Well, I'm probably <laughs> going to take Christy's number one, and that's Mass Effect for number four. And oh, Death Stare. <laughs> She's going to be doing this when I'm sleeping. She's going to be staring over my bed. Um... <laughs> I think she's having a stroke, folks. At least it made his and list, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, At least exactly. It made, it's so not funny. an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> so, number four in Mass Effect, because the grand scope of that game. Um, the story's fantastic. The races are interesting. Um, so much so that I've read all the biodexes and uh, in Mass Effect, just to find out about all the different races. Um, Mark, uh, for just a sec. Mark, please tell me you're taking screenshots right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am. I don't need screenshots. I live with her. No, other <laughs> Mark. Mark Prime. I'm making another collage this week, I think. <laughs> Continue on, other Mark. Oh, the, the last screenshot from the last podcast was great. <laughs> um. <laughs> Love you, honey. <laughs> um, Mass Effect, everything about that game is great. The story. Um, yeah, What's that? What's that? What's that? It's supposed to be number one, except oh. number two, maybe. <laughs> For you. Um, funny thing is, the first Mass Effect took me three times, uh, three tries to get into mm. it. The first three hours I thought were incredibly boring. And then once I got past that, I told you this already, don't make that face. <laughs> I agree with that on Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 1 was hard to get into. But once you did, um, it immersed you. It was it was amazing. So, um, and it became one of my favorite series ever. So, there we go, number four. All right. <laughs> Christy's brain. Chris, I, I think there's like a vein in Christy's forehead that's about to explode. So uh, let's move move on to uh, Mark Prime. Uh, number four, um, I, w- I would say a series, but I have a specific game uh, in a Super Mario World. So the first Super Nintendo. Ah, damn, that was my next one. Uh, <laughs> you can have it. I could take Yoshi's Island. No, no, I'll, I'll switch. Right. I had we three, and can... I had three and three. Okay. Yeah, no, Super Mario World is like the one. It's I, there's two games for the Super Nintendo. Well, three games actually with the Super Nintendo that I'll always go back to, and just like run through in like a day or two. And it, that is the one that I will always go back to and play over and over again. It's probably my favorite Mario game, um, like, overall. Like, I know three, 3 gets a lot of love for a lot of stuff, but I find the stages are very short. Like, they have that NES kind of, like, short, challenging mm-hmm. kind of thing going on. Whereas, like, the levels in Super Mario World tend to be, like, very in-depth in certain spots. So, And there's all kinds of secrets. Although, to be fair, none of them are secrets anymore because I can pretty much do the game from memory without missing anything and not dying. <laughs> but... Um. Yeah. No, I love the uh, Super Mario World's definitely number four. Yeah, those. Yeah, that was a great game. I mean, I played. I didn't play it as much as I played the Game Boy ones, like Super Mario. What's the Super Mario War- Land Two? I think on the Game Boy was a similar like era. Yeah, with, to, the, with uh, the with the overworld setup and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think the Mario games overall should just be like they're kind of a masterclass in like how to make video games and stuff like that. So. Especially, yeah, platformers especially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think <sighs> Super Mario World. I don't think they've ever topped Super Mario World yet. I don't know. I I think a lot of people would argue that uh, Super Mario, <laughs> Super Mario uh, Galaxy uh, oh, was a good game. Good. Yeah. So good. Well, you didn't like Sunshine. Super- <laughs> I didn't. I haven't played Sunshine. Uh, I'm probably like one of like five people that beat it. I think like that. Game I beat it too. Was hard. Which one? Like, Sunshine. So hard. Yeah. yeah. Sunshine. It's very hard. Yeah, very hard. Um, but I cleared it. It. I don't think I could. I would ever want to do it again. But I did clear it. So. I really got to go through them. I should play the Super Mario Galaxies again. Oh, they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. No, I remember. Like, I loved the first one, and the second one. I feel like I didn't give like give it enough time. Um, because by then, like I was over the Wii, like I was not a big Wii fan. So <laughs> there's so many Mario games that it's just tough to, like, it's the sort of thing that you could never play. It'd be really tough to play through all of them. I've probably played, put a fair amount of time. In, well, like if you're talking about the main series though, like just like the platformer kind of series, like yeah. even if they're 
3D or 2D. Like, I've probably played them all at some point or another. I mean, I'd have beaten every single one of them, especially the portable ones, because I don't do handhelds very often. I get really bad hand cramps when I'm playing those little fucking tiny bastards. So, <laughs> But, yeah, no, like, the, the main console ones, I always, like, will play through them. Like, that, half the reason why I bought a Wii U was because there was... They put out two Mario games. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, because I, I love the uh, the new Super Mario games, like the, the yeah. 2D ones. And yeah, new Super Mario Brothers Wii is a, is a really fun multiplayer yeah. game. And then the, um, was it Mario 3D Land or something like that? Or 3D World? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wii U was a lot of fun, too. So I don't think it took a lot of shit because it wasn't like, like pure 3D, like Super Mario 64 kind of thing. But I thought it was a pretty good game. Yeah. All right, well, I'll uh, go with my number four, which is the first uh, FPS, really, that we've had. Uh, And I'm going to kind of cheat here and go a little bit, double up a little bit, but they're both with the same engine, so I think it's okay. And I'm going to say Day of Defeat and Counter-Strike. I spent a shitload of time, uh, like, on those games, just playing most, you know, just the online. Uh, The maps for those, like, there were a few that were just, like, works of art and really well done in terms of, like, how they were balanced, like, one side against the other. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're they're not amazing graphically or anything like that, but they're just so much fun. I spent, I I had, like, a sort of um, weekly game with some members of my extended family uh, on uh, Day of Defeat where we'd play every week, and we'd just pick different maps and... Nice. Just fucking go to town on them. Like there was the beach landing map, and uh, that was really fun to play, like a D-Day kind of situation. Um, yeah, I just remember Counter Strike was a big deal at one point. I just like yeah. it was one of those things I never got into. I was never, I've never been big on like online shooters. So I played a shit ton of Counter Strike, especially in yeah. first year. Um, I made a map of my room in Res, and it was like one of the <laughs> top twenty downloaded maps in the world for a while. Really um, nice. Yeah, it was, shooting it was crazy. up a residence. Yeah, no, no, we're <laughs> yeah. Well, I did one of North Quad of Mac too, and that uh, probably was not a good idea at the time. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and I used to play. I used to play with my floor mates, and we were ranked for a good while too in the top one hundred. Really, Counter Strike players. Nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah, so much fun. I played a lot of... Uh, for Counter-Strike, my favorite things were the gun games. Yeah. Uh, so where... Or there were either gun games or reverse gun games. So on gun games, you would start out with the <laughs> shittiest gun in the game or even... Yeah, you start out with like the shittiest gun and then if you killed somebody, you'd get the next better gun and it would just go up and up and up until you were like had like the bazooka. But then mm-hmm. once you got killed somebody with the bazooka, you had to shank somebody and then kill somebody yeah. with a grenade, and those two are really, really fucking tough. Especially because at that point in the game, everybody else is running around with fucking automatic weapons. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the opposite, which was reverse gun games, where you'd start with the best guns, and you'd get downgraded every time you made a kill. So you'd be running around with like a fucking like handgun and everybody else would have like automatic weapons and shit like that and they'd just be decimating you while you're like trying to shoot at them with a pea shooter. Huh. Uh, those were really fun game mechanics. So yeah, there's our first FPS for the list. Uh, Eric, since you need to leave in about 15 minutes, do you want to just burn through your last three all in one go? Sure, why not? All Number right. three, I had two, uh, I guess it's sort of a series. I went with Super Metroid. Uh, nice. from the SNES nice. and the Metroid Prime series. Oh, great. Because uh, I couldn't pick what was better out of those uh, Metroid games. 
Like I'll I'll play Super Metroid at least once a year. That game Same. was amazing. Yeah, that's one of my other like that's one of the three like go to SNES games for me is uh, Super Metroid. I always go back to that one too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the other one is my next one on the list too, Mark. Uh, <laughs> but okay, but well, yeah. Um, uh, Metroid Prime was amazing though at the time. I remember it, it got a lot of shit because it went to FPS. Oh man, I'm, uh, and I know I'm, actually Metroid Prime is my is on my list as my number two. It's mm-hmm. still my favorite game in the series. I love that game. Mm-hmm. That was lot. incredible, and and just the story for it is yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. And if you go with the the Game Boy Advance, uh, Metroid Zero was also very good. Actually, I liked Fusion and Zero, like Zero Mission. I thought they were. I have, they've not made one that I was like, I hate this game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it, uh, there, there's this. There was that this one Wii line, game. the sideline. Oh, Other M. That was a piece of shit. Other M. That was a bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like aside from the sideline ones and like that, was that one they just put out? Oh, the or they're about to put out Federation something. Yeah, that one. Those ones I don't count those. But like the main metro, the two, main two Metroid series, like I don't feel like they've made bad games. Yeah, in them. Agreed. I just wish they would make me another one. Well, maybe with the Switch. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah. The only the only Metroid game I've honestly ever played is the one for the Game Boy. I can't even remember what it's actually called at this point. Metroid 2 Return of Samus yeah, yeah. that was a great it was a, game it was a fun game I just never got like you said I never was able to fucking finish the thing so that might that might have put me off it <laughs> no Super Metroid's like oh it's such a good playthrough yeah, yeah Super Metroid out of the 2D ones is probably the best one yeah like, well it is the best you, one by far do you remember realizing that you could shoot down for the first time in any game <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> yeah. jumping and shooting down and diagonal yes yeah. down and diagonal yeah oh man blew my and mind depending on how you set up yeah, you set up your controller so you do the angles with the L and R and stuff like that, so you could like use them really like well. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, my number two is another two for um, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, which is which. Uh, yeah, that that's that's my other Super Nintendo game. <laughs> that's <what I> <laughs> um, that used to be my number one of all time. Um, but anyway, I'll I'll talk to my number one after. But uh, Link to the Past <laughs> was and. I, I will also play that at least once a year, and uh, likewise, Wind Waker was my other favorite of the Legend of Zelda. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah, I out of oh, out of all this, I mean, it's a it's a beautiful game, but mm. there's I, it's so fucking tedious. It, it's sailing around yeah. everything. <laughs> I didn't mind the sailing, and it was better once when with the remake um, on yeah, the Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I still gotta like play through the remake. I've only ever played. I played it like three times on GameCube. I think it might actually like be my like if it's going to pick a 3D Zelda, it's probably the one I've gone. I've gone back to that one the most. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I um, if if you're saying uh, Tim about o- Ocarina, I played that much after like after because that was a N64 game. So I played it yeah, once yeah. I got my Wii, and after I played Wind Waker. So yeah. I think I was one of like five people who had that N64. So I uh, I had <laughs> Ocarina when it came out, and like that's one of those games. Like I loved it when it came out, and I probably played through it a couple times while that generation was like alive and stuff like that. Mark, so Mark's over back. here being like, uh, "I had uh, Ocarina of Time before it was cool." <laughs> well, no, I don't say before it was cool. I'm just saying like nobody had an N64. So like, except Mark, because I was so cool. Me. No, how does having a Nintendo 64 make me cool? <laughs> you you and Bassett you tell had me one, so. <laughs> that's right, Ryan did have yeah. one, that's true. So that's where I played um, <laughs> yeah, no. Ocarina too a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, th- that game is aged terribly. Yeah. <laughs> so. I still love 
love Ocarina. It's, it's on my honor. And and uh, have you played the the three the 3DS version? The 3DS yeah. version's amazing. It's yeah. really, really good. Unfortunately, my my hand cramping issue kind of gets. Mm. I have I have some like I had a dog bite on my hand that like makes my left thumb very like tendonitisy. So yeah. mm. so it cramps up real easy, and especially with the way those all those handholds like sit, they're so small mm. and like tight to play that like I can't do them for more than like half an hour at a time. So I just get the. I don't, the bigger 3ds, the XL or whatever, is I've never I I just don't even bother. Or just just wait till the anymore. Switch comes out, man. Yeah. yeah, that's true. What I always end up doing is like the next like once that generation hits like the emulation scene, I'll go back and play those games with like a, an Xbox controller because I can mm-hmm. control them properly. The only problem was with like with the DS with the touchscreen, it kind of fucked a lot mm-hmm. of that up for me. So well, yeah. didn't uh, Nintendo uh, Mark Nass? You could, uh, yep. you could let me know if I'm wrong on this. Didn't Nintendo recently say that they're thinking about keeping your their digital games on your account so you could download it on Switch? I read that somewhere. I'd be, no, I I'd be annoyed if they didn't. I haven't yeah. read that yet, but knowing Nintendo's track record, they probably won't. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. But unfortunately, no. You well, w- between we and Wii U, you could migrate everything over, though. Yeah, we still have to pay a fee. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was like. It was like two or three bucks or something like, like that to get the the Wii U version of it. Like if you if you already had the the Wii version. Well, no, because but you the other thing that you could do is migrate everything over and then play it in like the Wii mode, and uh, you didn't have to pay extra for that. Oh, but then you have to okay. play in the Wii mode. Yeah, you just yeah. have to switch it over to the Wii interface, no. which is which is kind of a pain in the ass. But you didn't when, have to pay extra for it. I didn't even think to do that. I don't think I've ever used the Wii mode on my Wii U before. But so. I don't think it lets you use the Wii mode controller afterwards as as a controller for the Wii portion. So <sighs> oh. you just you might have to re- repair it or something like that. No, maybe. you have to connect like a um, uh, classic oh a classic controller. controller, classic controller, which not oh. everyone has, right? Mm. Wait for for the Wii mode. Yep. No, you know, I've definitely used uh, Wii, Wii remotes for the Wii mode on Wii U. This is getting really confusing. We've got to stop saying <laughs> yeah, it Wii. Is. Wii, 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 Yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll end up talking more about the Wii. Zelda games later on, too. Yeah. Well, Wind Waker was like playing a giant living cartoon. I, the, I love Wind it Waker. It was. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. When, like, once it, it started yeah. bringing in, like, Link to the past stuff like when you went under yeah. water to old hyrule and stuff oh my god yeah so awesome so awesome. yeah oh, also it's like the most graphic ganon death at the end of it too like yep. like right in the head yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like holy shit for a cartoon i mean i know that's probably why they could get away with it because it was so cartoony but like when he does that and he's just standing there with his mouth open and the sword sticking out of his head i was like yeah holy fuck really is <laughs> that in the ocarina death was pretty bad too i don't even remember yeah, the, ocarina the ocarina one death. Yeah, you stab him in the head again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right, right in the fucking forehead. As, as like, as Ganon, not as Ganondorf, like as the pig beast. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just finished uh, the last Zelda game that I played was uh, Four Sword Adventures, and it borrows the those game models from uh, Wind Waker for yeah. uh, for Ganon in particular. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that's a straight up steal, but I'm okay with that because it's a great version of the, yeah. of the character. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, cool, cool. All right, and your your number one, Eric. My number one is by Naughty Dog, and is The Last of Us, um, oh, which call. is my favorite. Oh God, that game! I've played it so many times, and I've beat it so many times. The music, the the acting, the the story, oh, so good. And all right, I, this is one that I haven't played, so I need a little bit of background. So basically, it's it's about 
it's set in a zombie-esque future, I guess. Post-apocalyptic. Uh, where, yeah, post-apocalyptic. Where they're not really zombies, but they're infected by a fung- fungus. Oh, yeah. It's based on this fungus in real life that takes over ants. Mm. And, you know, I don't remember what it's called. Um, let me think. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's important. pretty much the relationship between... Yeah, it's not important. It's uh, the relationship between the main characters um, of Joel and Ellie. Like, they have this whole father-daughter thing, and it's just oh, it's such a heartbreaking story. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get to the ending and you figure out you're not really a good guy. <laughs> well, I know the, the ending has divided. Spoilers! He, it, he, he's great. A lot of people have said that he's like a bad guy, like because the when you're fighting the fireflies at the end, what they really want to do is you know cure the That's world, true. and he just wants to save Ellie. So you not necessarily a good guy, but you know, it's a phenomenal he, game. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like yeah. it's one of those th- like games that if you have a chance to sit down and play it, you definitely should. It's um, it's probably the best game for PlayStation Three. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just it blew everyone's minds because like you stopped really even caring about the they weren't even called zombies, right? They were just clickers and clickers and shit. Yeah, yeah other scary ass mm-hmm. things, but you were more like concerned with just surviving so you could save Ellie. Like mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. love them so much. Especially with that first 10 minute intro. Oh my god. Where, uh, oh my god. <laughs> brutal video game intro ever. Yeah, you don't get because I got it. I yeah, better or worse than the first ten minutes of Up. I I got it. The (laughs) it is the first ten minutes of that that. actually. Like when I played it, the first time I started playing Last of Us was on the PS3. My brother was like, "You have to play this game. You have to play this game." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, I'll get to it." And uh, when I finally sat down and played it, it actually put me off the game. I was like, "I don't, I'm no, I don't want to do this. Like, I just didn't want to do it." But imagine, Um, imagine if you said that when you were watching Up. Yeah, first five minutes. Have you seen Up? I've never seen Up. Oh, well. Pfft. It will rip yeah. your fucking heart out. Oh, good, because, yeah, that's what... That, that's what the beginning of The Last of Us does. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I put it down for, like, the longest time, and then, like, I think when I bought my PS4, it was the bundle. Like, they gave you Last of Us remastered yep. for it. So I was like, and I've oh. been listening to Eric talk about how fucking amazing this game was, and I was like, okay, fuck, I have to sit down and play this. So I finally sat down and played it and got through that part and got into the main game. And yeah, it's it's definitely like it may not be my personal favorite PS3 game, but it is definitely like objectively probably the best game they made for that console. Yeah, definitely. And it's probably one of the best games if you, ever made. And you have to play it in survival mode, like without the listening mode, because the listening mode is cheap once you play it that way. It's oh. true. I haven't played it through again. I played yeah. it once, uh, but I thoroughly mm. enjoyed that playthrough. So it's just uh it's it's worth two or three playthroughs because you always like find something new or the story is enhanced somehow i don't know it's just so good i'll pick y'all's word for uh, it maybe someday if i ever yeah get my hands on a sony console there you go do it mark has one cheap. Mm. or if i ever end up like living on one of your couches or something because <laughs> i fucked up really bad <laughs> yeah i have a second uh, ps3 why <laughs> We <laughs> have some fucking uh, spare consoles sitting around. My 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 PS3 fl- uh, fat died a couple years ago, so I got the thin one, and then I just I reflowed the the motherboard uh, mm-hmm. like a week ago. 
What fat did you have? Did you have like a a 60 gig like backwards compatible one? I didn't have the backwards compatible. They had stopped making those when I bought mine. So it's probably an 80 gig? It was the 80 gig. No, I have the first and then I I have that first 80 gig that was like the the MGS4 one that had like the shitty software backwards oh. compatibility oh, yeah. in it. I have the one right after that. So but that that fucking that fucking uh, yellow lighted on me. I had to replace it with a slim that's still kicking, oddly enough. Yeah, so yeah. my slim is my Netflix machine. Yeah, that's pretty much what I use it for now too. It's in my room, like my bedroom as a Netflix yeah. machine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, both of my sixty gigs are still going, oddly oh, enough. Jesus, that's crazy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and they yeah, because like All right. that that generation was like uh, I think I went through five Xbox three sixties that generation. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, before uh, the one I have now, I think is still kicking, but I, I haven't used, I haven't turned it on in forever. Is it still but, from that generation? It's still the original like white box, like Holy the original. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's still running. You're lucky. But it was definitely like it, it was definitely the fifth one I got. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. It's probably a Jasper model. Yeah. Mm. So, can I throw out some honorable mentions before I leave? Yeah, of course. No! All right. Yes, no, Christy. Fuck you. Let's hang up on you. How do oh, we do that? We just, I, I, could, I could kick him. But. No, that would be mean. Um, my, my, I only have two honorable <laughs> mentions, and they'll be really fast. One is Portal Two, which is so a hilarious. Good. Oh yeah, yep. Hilarious yeah. Um, puzzle game, and then there's Tetris. Also, also on the Source engine. Yes. Oh, Tetris. Tetris, which is you know a game I'll just play whenever because it's Tetris. The, the game Eric and our one buddy John uh, made fun of me for one day on PS4 because I was they were playing. I don't know what you guys were playing. We wanted you to play with us. Or, or no, you want, we wanted you to talk to us, and you oh, wouldn't right, talk right. to us. No, because <laughs> like, I'm doing my laundry, so in between rounds of laundry, I was sitting there just playing Tetris on my PS4, and like I got on the chat finally, like an hour later, and they were like, what the fuck are you just playing Tetris for? And I was like, because Tetris is awesome. <laughs> I do like Tetris. It was more like you were too too um into the tetris to talk to us that's why we make yeah i wasn't paying attention i have to concentrate (laughs) when i'm playing tetris that's fair um but tetris amazing game yeah yes there you go what what was the first console you played tetris on eric uh my computer at home my home uh computer (laughs) Uh, it was a it was a uh was it x86 uh epson computer it was monochrome green and epson made computers yeah. Yes, they yeah. did. <laughs> Jesus. So, so oh, uh, Mark, I got to talk to you about that uh, computer museum guy in Brantford in, in case he wants to Seth, oh, have that computer. Seth, name. Okay. Yeah, because I have an Epson computer sitting in my basement. I don't really want it anymore. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Eric, I just listened to the Geese with Kids episode from like mm-hmm. a fucking ye- like a year and a half ago where you were talking with Meg about how you had this computer. Yep, that you wanted it, to. T- you were supposed to be getting rid of. Yep. Yeah. 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 That that was supposed to happen a, a while ago. It, it's uh, it's sort of stuck underneath the uh, our office uh, desk in our office. So um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> there it is. Awkward. Okay. All right. Um, well, do we need do we need to say farewell to you? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on now that Eric has had to leave us. Uh, let's go to Christy for her number three pick. Number three? Numero okay, three. This one is... Uh, okay. Excuse me. I have one that was my number three until about four years ago and has been replaced by another one. And I'll explain. 
My number three originally for like ten years was Final Fantasy X. And then I replayed it. I think we just lost the person that actually cares about Final Fantasy games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm nodding. I don't know why I'm not saying yes. <laughs> but I Final Fantasy X is the one with that blonde guy named Titus. Oh. And it has some of the worst voice acting ever. And it's this guy, when he, he has to laugh, and there's one scene where he goes, <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. No, it's, it's super bad. <laughs> so I loved it, because it was like my first real Final Fantasy. I played Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid, but I couldn't grasp what it really was. Uh, I was not ready. I was still into games like Croc. Still am. And um, I just, I played 10 and I fell in love with it. I loved it so much. And I played it again three or four years ago. And I was just like, what have I done? Why would I replay this? It's so bad. (laughs) And so I replaced it with a game I played about two, three years ago, which I have raved about before, The Wolf Among Us, the Telltale game. Nice. Solid, awesome, amazing game. Fantastic story. The animation was incredible. I'd never played a game where it was like so focused on you choosing your own experiences. I do um, love Telltale. Save like Mass Effect like has that kind of like influence, but Telltale's so different because it's you know so much shorter and more intense and condensed. And Telltale tends to be more focused on the story rather than on the gameplay elements. Exactly. Yeah. And that I admire them that I admire that um, about them because it it makes for an incredibly different experience that you still feel a part of and engrossed in, but um, that's why it's good that they only ever run about I'd say like what are they usually like five six hour games? Mm-hmm. Five, I'd say like five to ten the, hours. Max. Yeah, the the individual episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, each episode is about two two and a half hours. And I mean, there's definitely something to be said there in terms of Telltale kind of like flipping the industry on its head because Mark, Mark, uh, other Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but Telltale was the first one to really successfully do episodic games. Is that right? They're probably. Um, I mean, you could you could say that fucking Half-Life 2 kind of tried to do it, but then. Yeah, but that really wasn't. Happened. Yeah, that wasn't really well timed either. right? Like. Yeah. The Telltale games were like every month or every few months they would release a new series, and, and with Half Life we keep <laughs> we're still waiting we're, for episode two. We're still waiting for episode two, well, <laughs> episode three, and and just three in general. So yeah. <laughs> but but uh, um, another reason I really liked it was it actually turned me on to Fables, the comics, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that because what an amazing series. But. Um, which we talked about on our comic book episode, which you should go back and listen to. Uh, but I just, the voice <laughs> acting, the animation, like, it was just such a fantastic experience that um, it had to be in my top five. I know it's new, but it's, I'm like, you know, new games are still, they still count for your, you know, favorites. But this yeah. one was such <laughs> a fast favorite. Because like, that one was, it. what, like 2013, 20, something like that? I think 2014. Okay. So it might be 2013. I think I played it in 2014. And I I can't recommend it highly enough. It's so good. 
Like that's that's my if you like fantasy and if you like fairy tales gone rogue and like dark because I'm really into kind of like dark and Twist. psychological stuff. Um, I thought Wolf Among Us was great. Such an indie kid. I love twisted fairy tales. Love, I do. Love twisted takes on classic stories. Shut up! I'm wearing my <laughs> glasses just for you. <laughs> my latte. My right. food gets fast. <laughs> uh, other Mark, what is your number three pick? Uh, my number three pick is uh, Dragon Quest VIII. Um, I played the Dragon Warrior games on NES. Uh, they sort of became my favorite RPGs, and Eight is the best version. Um, really good story. Uh, it's all the everything about a regular Dragon Warrior Dragon Quest game, and it's refined, and it's just way better. Um, it's a lot of fun. All right, I strike my previous statement. I, I think that other Mark is actually our like indie gamer nerd. Like he's c- coming out with all these like really random polls, like <laughs> Ninja Gaiden and Dragon Quest Eight. <laughs> Indie gamer, yeah. Dragon Quest Eight's been on like on, it's like Japan's biggest game. It's bigger than Final Fantasy. <laughs> it's you. You literally just said like yeah. You literally like just said like the like hipster thing. Like it's big in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so is my friend's band, but. <laughs> My friend's band is huge in Japan. It's huge, huge. <laughs> um, no, it's they've been around for a while, right? They've actually uh, f- didn't one just come out for the 3DS? So like- it did seven. Yeah. So I've been playing that, and uh, it's awesome. But eight is probably the best one, and it's coming out in January for the 3DS. I always get the Dragon Quest games and the King's Quest games mixed up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're very different games. <laughs> very, very different. Very different. So, uh, that's it. It's boring. He's logged like 50 hours. Did you end up beating it last night after I went to sleep? No. no. Oh yeah, that was the one last week where Christy was like, "You've put like 30 out, like 40, no, no, like 55 hours into this game so far." <laughs> yeah, I'm probably close to 60 or 70 hours on it. <laughs> probably more like 80. Yeah, with the way that I play games, I would probably be like in 120 then, because I like have to explore every fucking nook and cranny. Do you play them on the toilet? On sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Wait, what? Co- um, is it on a handheld console? You bring your computer. It's in? on a 3DS. <laughs> yeah, I just oh, okay. bring a whole PC there. And- <laughs> <laughs> a rolling desk setup that you just bring into the can with you. Yeah, and you know my mouse pad with like some anime boobs, right? <laughs> so. For the, your, the anime boobs for the wrist rest. Yeah, but exactly. The, the I've seen those. Boobs, the anime boobs are actually just my boobs drawn on a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> like one, of, like one of the napkins you're currently blowing your nose into. <laughs> so hot. Paper. Super, super hot. Guys, I'm sick. <laughs> and not like. Man, that girl not, is stuck. Yeah, not not like millennials sick. No, <laughs> like legit. I'm like gross. dope. Guys, I'm like I'm stuck. <laughs> Before Mark Prime has the fucking aneurysm, what's your number three yeah, poll? Why do you look so upset with the world? <laughs> I'm editing that up. Um, <laughs> so my number three pick would be wait, the, uh, wait, wait. You get to edit out that you look upset with the world, 
but you leave in all of my awkward accidental racism. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Quote, quote, unquote, accidental. Yeah, exactly. You motherfuckers want to uh, take up the editing? You could feel free to edit out whatever you want. Bullshit. <laughs> you leave in all my deep-seated, <laughs> deeply ingrained racism? <laughs> to be fair, that may have been the funniest thing that has ever happened on this podcast because <laughs> I listened to that episode like geeky gooky yeah oh, between God. editing and then like listening to the episode back I probably listened to that episode like four times <laughs> every time I lost my shit at that part I <laughs> didn't mean I, it was it was I, I said something wrong I just said the wrong words <laughs> you, you improved bad <laughs> no it's bad improv. No, <laughs> I'm I'm a good person who deserves affection and love. And, and now she's texting. So no, and, dar- and darn it, people like me. Mm. Yeah. Animal Crossing. No. <laughs> the fuck is that? It's awesome. a tower defense game. Oh, okay. It's really fun. It All keeps right. me focused. It's instead of me fidgeting. This is what I do. <laughs> All right, Mark Prime, number okay, three. So my my number three pick um, is the Batman Arkham games. Um, I knew that was going to come up. Well, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, they finally they gave me a fully functional Batman. I've said it before on the podcast, but they gave me a fully functional Batman simulator in a video game. What more could I possibly want from video gaming than to be Batman and live in that world for way more hours than I'm... <laughs> feeling comfortable admitting after the amount of <laughs> shit I got for my GTA playtime. So I would just like wander around, like especially in Ark. I think Arkham Knight would probably be the one that I would go back to the most. Um, but just like floating around the city and like dive bombing into thugs and just beating the shit out of them and then grappling away and doing it all over again. I could spend hours and hours doing that. So yeah, I've only played maybe like an hour of Arkham Knight, but it is one of the ones that's pretty high on my like to play list. Hmm. They just put out a uh, like a, a PS4 like remaster version of uh, Asylum and City, so mm-hmm. you could get them all on one console now. Uh, well, not not Arkham Origins. I know somebody's going to say Arkham Origins, but but it's it, it's weird. I saw the uh, I saw the videos for like the the remastered versions, mm-hmm. and I don't know, man. I think the uh, the 360 PS3 versions look nicer because of the limitations, but it just adds to it. Um, I think the only thing that they have going for it is uh, maybe a faster frame rate and textures, but otherwise, those games didn't really need to be HD. No, well, I mean, they like are HD, right? I just, they, yeah, yeah, I don't think they need to be remastered per se. But yeah. mm-hmm. I've heard they really, bu- they fucked up the contrast on them a lot. Like they brighten, they brighten them up so much that it doesn't have the same kind of like mood to it anymore. Too much, yeah. the Batman feel. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I've I've spent hours in those games, so like it's definitely a series that like I'll go back to um, over and over again. Like I'll go sit through City once a year now, probably. Oh, wow. City was great, and I think I played through Night since it came out four times nice in spite of the fact that it took a lot of shit and reviews for like too much Batmobile I was like no I don't care I don't mind driving the car it's fine with me wasn't that the one where the car had a tank mode yeah yeah no the game was game was a lot of fun yeah. All of all those games. I think the critics um, bashing on the tank and the uh, car stuff is 
it's stupid. Like Batman, for the longest time, we wanted a Batman game that had a Batmobile. We yeah. finally got one that did it right. And then, too much Batmobile. Yeah, and then it's too much, so people have to <laughs> complain about it. Yeah. So. We're upset that there's a lot of Batmobile. Uh, <laughs> I prefer there to be just enough Batmobile. Just the just the perfect amount of Batmobile that I wanted. <laughs> a Batmobile. <laughs> and and Mark and other Mark is right too because like people gave a lot of shit to like the the first two games where like they don't have a car he doesn't get to drive the car it's not playing Batman if you don't get to drive the car and then they give you the car and everybody's like well fuck the car didn't play the way I thought it should I was like well suck it asshole yeah, like, pretty much <laughs> I'll just say it again uh, it was like just a little bit too much of what I asked for mm-hmm. just like six percent too much Batmobile mm-hmm. yeah like could you just like just turn down the Batmobile to like a uh, three. <laughs> Instead of eleven, <laughs> more bad less mobile. Mobile, I really don't like mobile. Like I just wanted <laughs> to move faster. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, those are really like I, I'm at the point now where like there's so many games out there that are part of properties that I'm already invested in that yeah. those are the ones that are highest on my to playlist and because I'm such a DC guy and those are some of the sort of highest profile DC games in recent years those are definitely up there in terms of the ones that I want to get to playing yeah. it's also like one of those things where like after years and years and years of shitty licensed games like I like when Arkham Asylum was first announced uh, they just put out what the fuck was that game for? Like for the, I think it might have been for PS2 era kind of stuff. I think it was Dark Tomorrow or something like that. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's like bad. for for years and years, like video game, like like licensed video games of big yeah. properties like that would be dog shit. Like just horrible. Most of the Spider-Man games are terrible. The the yeah. Superman Returns game is like. Uh, regularly cited as one of the worst games of all time. <laughs> no, uh, Superman 64. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Superman 64. Legitimately, like, the worst yeah. game of all time, yeah. <laughs> I actually own, I, at one point, I owned that cartridge. I don't know why. <laughs> have it. Now it's, now it's sitting in a landfill with a bunch of E.T. cartridges? Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, so, like, getting uh, Asylum, especially, and, like, I think I kind of, like, I had pre-ordered it just because I'm a Batman, like, nut, so I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot, but, like, I think I came out and, like, they, I'm not sure if they embargoed it or I just wasn't paying attention to the reviews. I started playing and I was like, wait, this, is this really good or am I just, like, <laughs> am I just super biased? <laughs> yeah, I would, like, just really want this to be good, so I'm enjoying it a lot. And then the reviews started coming out and they were all, like, nines and shit. I was like, oh, wait, this actually is really amazing, so. <laughs> good, it's not just me. Yeah, it's not just me having, like, a... <laughs> Like schizophrenic fucking <laughs> attack because I just wanted a decent Batman game. <laughs> just projecting massively onto yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, it's they're they're excellent games. And again, Tim, when you as a big comic nerd, like when you get a chance, you should definitely rip through those because you'll really have a good time with them. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of fucking little nooks and crannies to explore in those games. Like the the Riddler trophies alone will. Yep make you insane so <laughs> and then if you look at like a lot of the stuff like the posters or the billboards um it'll be little references from different yeah. bad guys in the past easter eggs and shit yeah yeah, yeah. nice all right well i guess that brings us to my number three uh which is i think the first uh gonna be the first mmo game that we've had uh and that's gonna be the lord of the rings online um, so it's a totally free to play game, uh, and it's one of those games that they, it's like, you know, sort of like, uh, World of Warcraft where they just keep, uh, adding on to it and increasing, uh, the level cap and that sort of thing. Um, I've spent a little bit of money on it over the years, but not a lot. This is a game that, 
my wife, uh, Alicia really got me into because she's very much a Tolkien nerd. That's her main sort of geeky fandom. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the movie universe. It's, uh, very much sort of based on the books and the lore and stuff like that. And, uh, it's just super immersive and the world that they build is just huge and sprawling and beautiful in all the ways that you would kind of expect Tolkien's world to be. Um, and you get to explore a lot of the parts of the world that you don't get to see in the movies. So there are a bunch of parts that, you know, like you, you get to interact with Tom Bombadil, which they left out of the That's movies. So cool. and yes. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of really cool parts like, um, and they're currently the level caps like one Oh five and they're on like the, f- like 14th or 15th update or something like that. And they're still, is this still going on? Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're still actively updating the game. It's, uh, so this is a game um, that's uh, by Turbine, uh, who their ma- other major game is, uh, I think, Dungeons & Dragons Online. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's still actively developed, and there's still plenty of ple- people that are actively playing it. They recently did like some, a little bit of server consolidation, mm-hmm. but there's still like a good like five or six like seriously active servers. Uh, and like we're part of a kin, and my wife... Uh, She's getting a master's degree in Tolkien, which I think in Tolkien says, which I've talked about on the podcast before, but uh, the school that she's at has a kin that she's a part of, and she'll go out and like quest with her fellow classmates and like even some of the professors at the school and stuff like that. And the one of the main guys uh, will go on and like walk around and like talk about, oh yeah, remember this part from this book or from this like random letter that Tolkien wrote once? So... The people that have been making the the uh, game are like seriously into the lore, and Alicia's like attended talks and stuff by them before, where they'll talk about like, yeah, we pulled this from this part of the history of Middle Earth, Volume Eight, or something like that, and they're pulling in all this really random shit. So if you're even the least bit of Tolkien fan, I would definitely recommend it, especially considering it's fucking free. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever played um, DC Universe Online? No, is, is it, does it even still exist? I thought they shut it down. I think it's free to play on PlayStation 4 right now. Yeah, I think it's still going on. Yeah? Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't hear great things about it. Let's know Matrix Online. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was awful. Was shake my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings Online, they're currently like not even at Mordor yet. They're basically like sort of approaching Mordor in terms of where they are in the storyline, and your character just sort of tangentially intersects with the fellowship and the main characters every once in a while, but you're doing a lot of the other sort of, um, sort of sideways stuff and that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, definitely one that I would recommend if you're the least bit of a Tolkien fan. So, all right, moving on to Christy, your number two pick. All right. My number two pick. Mass Effect. What number number two? Not number one. Nope. Number two. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two is I'm Mass disappointed. Effect. <laughs> yeah, number two, and that is not because it is. I have a very integral rating system for my first and second <laughs> game, and. Uh, it was, you know, it's since I played Mass Effect, it's been a big part of my life. But um, I'm only on my second playthrough, and my number one—I'll say more about it when I reveal it. 
but I've played that game at least once a year since I was 14. Damn. So, um, and it's like a mission, but Mass Effect is my number two for all the reasons that Mark, my Mark, said. <laughs> and uh, stole. And stole. Bastard. The fucking bastard. Oh wait! This no, is this isn't gigs with kids. You don't have to. Oh. You don't have to bleep anything. <laughs> no, I feel. I like those guys. But um, fucking son of a thunder cunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm gonna hear from my mom. Uh, yeah, your poor mom. You guys are so mean to Christy. <laughs> no, because you, because you, because you oh, said I said word. I said the c oh, word. Oh no, yeah. that's two weeks in a row. Yeah. More like four weeks in a row. Like Love four weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what's this our sixteenth episode? It's probably sixteen episodes in a row. <laughs> and a bonus episode. Me, me and Eric may have said it I on that tragically hip episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why he would have had to use the word cunt on the tragically hip episode. Oh, uh, stop using it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mass Effect is my number two because, and it's like by a margin, by a hair. I can't describe how close it is to number. Would one. you say? By a cunt hair? <laughs> <laughs> you almost made me spit no, my wine out. Sometimes those get pretty long. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I think that I think that's width, not not length. Not oh. length. You know. Well, gross. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mom. I'm sorry. This is your son. Talking this is about. a Canadian podcast, so Mark, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's more like sorry, not sorry. Because I'm gonna fucking hear about it. Anyway. Uh, yes, probably will. You foul mouth. Um, you dirty little boy. I don't know. Mass Effect. I've talked about it a million times, but also it yes, has. Yes, really have. It has the love of my life. That's, a, that's definitely another one of our bingo card entries. Is yeah. Christy talks about Mass Effect? Yeah, but we knew we were gonna get that one tonight. So yeah. that was, <laughs> that, a was the, that was the one that I knew we were gonna get. That yeah. that and and the fucking Arkham games. But, the ones I was counting on. Yeah, no, I, I'll always love it, sim- not even just because of its fantastic gameplay and story and, you know, actual breadth of play and universe and everything, like, all the things they put into it and Bioware is friggin' amazing and they're for Canadian, all these reasons I love it, but mostly it's because of Garrus Vicarian. Hello? Christie's one true love. Hello? Sorry, Mark. Sploosh, I think, is what Christy's looking, <laughs> looking for right Your now. Mom is listening to this podcast. But does she watch Archer? I don't know. She's aware enough of it that, <laughs> <laughs> she'll, that she'll get sploosh. Yeah, probably. Whenever you guys say mom. that, all I hear in my no. head is the, the Grease um, soundtrack where he's like, um, the chicks will cream for Grease and Lightning. <laughs> they had to change that to chicks will scream. Because it was too racy. The chicks will sploosh. Grease lightning. <laughs> gonna go. Sploosh, 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 sploosh. I'm going to say another offensive term by accidentally saying something else for, like, female semen. semen. Do you have any... Do I dare ask if you have much more to say about Mass Effect? Oh, I could talk about it all night, but I will I know you could. <laughs> I think there's, like, three episodes where you do talk for about a half an hour each. <laughs> You could probably splice them all into one. Yeah, it'll be the Christie supercut. We'll do a supercut. Yeah, Christie. I have all your separate audio tracks. I probably could like pull them out and like put that together. Just cut it together. Just Just with awesome screenshots of you too. 
But yeah, so that's, right. that's my number two. <laughs> now we're going Scottish accents? <laughs> I'm amazed that I could actually identify that because it was fucking horrible. But... <laughs> it All was right. so real. Number two. Yeah. And <laughs> now we're moving on to... Number two, Mark. What is your number two game? Who does number two work for? Who does number two work? It's probably Todd Arnold's best, uh, best. Yeah, his best best appearance in any movie ever. That's right, buddy. Give that turd hell. Um, we'll get through this. <laughs> Wait, who is that? It's from the first Austin Powers movie. No. Yeah, it's Tom. It's Tom Arnold is in the next right. all over. Like yeah. he's a fucking Western, you know, Texas dude. He's being like, yeah. "Come on, dude. We've all had we've all had hard ones before." Yeah, it's- I remember that. <laughs> you want to give me a, a courtesy of like a give us courtesy, yeah, courtesy flush? Courtesy flush. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So good. Um. So the the Contra series, uh, Contra one and two. Nice. Um, Contra one I had as a kid, and uh, I learned how to beat that thing uh, on one life. Oh so. shit! And that's that is like the definition of Nintendo hard. I'd, I'd say so, but I think two is harder. Uh, Super C is a harder game. Mm. Um, the bullets don't have patterns to them. They actually try to they aim at you a little bit more. Mm. But uh, Contra one, everything has a pattern, so I just learned that, and I can zip through it now. Nice. But uh, all of them have been good. Contra uh, Alien Wars was amazing. Um, not all of them were good, I would say, the early ones. And then um, Hardcore on the Genesis was uh, uh, an honorable mention for the Contra series. Um, there was a Contra game on Genesis? Yeah, it's that one. brutally hard. It's, yeah. the, the, it's not just a clever name. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it'll... Oh, man, it'll frustrate you. <laughs> just... just bend you over and give it to you with a rock cell dildo no. pretty much pretty much it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 just like a whole bunch of tentacles uh. <laughs> i have i have fond memories of uh super or super contra like super contra 3 fond memories of tentacles oh the mm. <laughs> of rock cell dildos yeah oh, american horror story hotel <laughs> but uh no alien wars was a great game too but um because that, that showed off the Super Nintendo. Yeah. But, um... It was probably one of the first games, because, like, when that, when I got mine, I didn't... I only had the packing game, like, the Super Mario World. So yeah. I was, like, renting a different game, like, every weekend kind of thing. That was definitely a game At that probably Blockbuster? Got uh, Jumbo Video in St. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jumbo Video. Yeah. Um, was yeah, your so Jumbo Video open, like, 24 hours? Uh... Maybe, yes, for a little while. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure ours was. Um, but yeah, it was super. Uh, super Contra was definitely a game I went back to a lot and like replayed. Nice. nice. I'll boot it up in the old emulator every once in a while now too. So well, yeah, I only ever I only ever played it like multiplayer on. Uh, that was the one that was on SNES, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the. I only ever played it like multiplayer in my buddy's house. But even that, like, we just had a fucking great time with it. But it was a really hard game. Yeah, it's a hard game. Well, if you guys if you guys get a chance, even download an emulator and try out the Genesis one and just see how. It oh, I have. I like it. Like, oh, I, I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment with those games. <laughs> I have gone through that punishment before, my friend. <laughs> so good, good, good. You All have right. to try it at least once. 
All right, Mark Prime, numero dos. Uh, number two, Eric's already talked about it, but it's uh, Metroid Prime. So the GameCube, Metroid, the, the first one specifically, I like all three of them, but definitely the first one uh, is my favorite of the bunch. Um, it is, they did get a little, sh- little bit of shit for going FPS, but it doesn't actually play like a traditional FPS. It still plays like kind of a lock-on 3D game, but it is in first-person mode. Mm. Um but it's just like there's this weird there's the, it plays up the um, atmosphere of being alone on an alien planet super well, and you can really kind of explore a lot of the lore and stuff like that of the Metroid universe based on like scanning consoles and going through and stuff like that. I just I it's probably the it's probably one of the few games that I remember like playing through and like finishing it and then immediately going back and starting again from the scratch. That is definitely one of those one of those things that I uh, associate with the Metroid series is that feeling of being alone and isolated kind of thing and in a in a foreign world. Yeah, and I think the being in the first person like that whole time really like emphasizes that too mm-hmm. in that game because the other ones like you can see like Samus and she's like you're at that remove, but like mm-hmm. in this one you're like you're in her head kind of thing playing, and it is. It's probably not as big. I, I probably remember it being much bigger, and I haven't played it in a while. But like, um, it, I remember that world being very vast and kind of empty in a lot of spots. So you're just kind of like moving around these big rooms, these big areas, and you are kind of like alone, just kind of working on all this stuff. So yeah, nice. but it's definitely like it's yeah, it's an awesome game. Oh, so. the the atmosphere in that game is phenomenal because yeah. each area. Um, that you progress in that game is so different from each from um, any other area. Yeah, it's one of those series. This is one of the few series where I'm like, what, because of the like the remaster syndrome that has happened, especially this generation, where like every series seems to get like a high def like remake or something like that. Yeah. I wish somebody would go back and remake, uh, at least the first one and re-release it like yeah. with updated graphics because they don't. It's not too too bad. Like if you run in an emulator and like kind of up-res it a little bit, it looks okay. But it would be nice to get like a really high def kind of version. That's of true. that, and you were saying about the whole isolation factor too, and the, a lot of it's because you never have to deal with another human, like a hum, another human in the game. Yeah. But there's also moments where you see a glimpse of yourself uh, through her visor if something yeah. like a blast is going on, and it's incredible, just little tiny details, and it still holds up today. If you look at the graphics in that game, uh, the style is so nice that it looks like something that could have come out from uh, you know like the 360 PS3 generation. I remember mm-hmm. when the uh, the reviews started coming out for it. I, I, I always remember the quote. It's like I think it was from EGM. It was like the it was like the one of the prettiest games from the next generation got released ten years early or something like yeah, that when Metroid, the first Metroid Prime came out because it was so pretty and like so it played so well. So yeah, nice. but I love like I like all the Metroid. We've talked about it obviously already, but like we've talked. I love those Metroid games. And I if Nintendo is listening, if they're one of our thirty four listeners. <laughs> We do have a lot of Asian listeners. Yeah, if one of you works for Nintendo, make them give me a fucking Metroid game for Switch, and I will buy your console. I did uh, the hotel that I stayed at this past week for work. Um, the woman that was like next to me at the check-in apparently worked for Nintendo. Like oh. she worked was like managed a retail team, and my I'm pretty sure like that one of my uh, like largest life's regrets now is not going to be like giving her my card. Yeah. Be like I want to work for you. I will do anything. Let's go yeah. up to your hotel room right now. 
Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I never played Metroid. Sorry. <laughs> You've never played it? I never played it. Any of them? Nope. I've only played one, so I'm not far behind you. I'll throw on Super Metroid one day. Okay. Oh, yeah. You should play Super Metroid. I love that game. <laughs> um, my number two is a series we've already talked about yet, but uh, uh, we haven't necessarily talked about this game, so it would be the Legend of Zelda series as a whole, but I would have to say that the one that I would pick as my favorite out of the series so far is Skyward Sword, which is the most recent entry. Super good game. Oh, I couldn't Such get into that game. game. Oh, Dude, I, loved I loved it. it. I really loved it. I mean, it, it was the prettiest out of all the uh, uh, Zelda games so far, and it didn't have the sort of really tedious elements like uh, like Wind Waker did in terms of the sailing all over fucking creation. Um, and, I mean, I, I'm pretty surprised so far that nobody has listed Ocarina of Time because it's really you know commonly cited as a game that basically just transformed... Uh, console gaming overall in terms of being the first like really amazing um, 3D game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, I mean, the series overall is, this is a series again that, that I didn't even start playing until about 10 years ago when I met my wife who's super into Z- uh, Zelda um, and like has played basically all of them. So I've only played like basically the stuff that's come out in the last well, basically Ocarina of Time on. I think I've played all the console games. So you've never played Link to the I Past? I haven't played Link to the Past yet, no. Oh, my God. Nope. I'm, I'm currently, and we'll... <laughs> uh, I, I'm, it's on my list. Like, right now, that's one of my sort of uh, gaming projects is making my way through all of the Zelda games. I feel like you should save that one for last. I'm probably going to do that timeline at the end. So I don't know if oh, how many of you guys yeah. have looked through through Hy- Hyrule Historia and the sort of yeah. different timelines that branch off of Ocarina of Time. It's, oh, shit, it's downstairs. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Skyward Sword is, is on basically the primary timeline like before Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Uh, and the last Mar- uh, Zelda game that I played was uh, Four Sword Adventures, which ends the spoke of the timeline that goes from... Uh, that includes Twilight Princess. Oh, Okay. Uh, so the next one I'm planning to play will be the uh, spoke that has um, uh, Wind Waker, and I'll probably play Wind Waker HD because I haven't played that yet, but I played the the, the original, uh, and also um, Spirit Tracks and uh, Phantom Hourglass, nice. the the mobile games, the portable games. Phantom Hourglass is excellent. Yes. Yeah. So is um. What was the other one? Spirit Minish Cap. I played Minish Cap, and I really enjoyed Minish Cap. Yeah, Minish Cap was great. It was a great, was a great game, game too. Um. Yeah. So I've played. I've played maybe half of the Zelda games so far, but Skyward Sword above all of them, I think, just really like I. I loved the interactions with uh, Fi or Fee, the the sword yeah. character. And it's such uh, a problem with the controls in that game that it just like took me right out of the game. Yeah, you didn't like like the the Wii Motion Plus stuff. Yeah, I just found it so finicky that like I could never get like the I would like the immersion like, would disappear for me whenever I mm-hmm. could do something that wasn't just fight with a sword. As soon as it was like pick up a bomb or do anything kind of special where they required like a motion mm-hmm. thing, I'd be yeah. like, "Fuck, it's not working!" Fuck, 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 fuck! And then I there were yeah, I think I got through three dungeons and I just like anytime I would be like, "Oh, I should go finish that Zelda game. I should go finish that Zelda game." I was just like, "I don't fucking want to. Like I don't want to anymore." Yeah. Like if they could figure out a way to like 
take that game and give me a standard control take scheme. that aspect out of it yeah i would be like i'd be all over it because i love like i love zelda games i played them all but like yeah fuck the controls just sucked so bad for that game. <laughs> nuts i i mean i think that it was it was basically a launch title for the oh no it wasn't a launch title oh it was it was no, no. like middle of the fucking yeah generation. that one came out well out in the middle but it was it was basically a launch title for wii motion plus yeah, yeah. For that sort of peripheral, and I think it was they hadn't quite figured it out yet. I I found I I agree. I found it finicky in a couple places, um, like particularly when there were bosses where you like had to slash in like a particular configuration. Um, but I it didn't it didn't take me out the same way that it sounds like it took you out of it. No, it took me right out of it. And I think I I think I had a weird experience too. Cause did you play Twilight Princess um on Wii the first time? Yes. Okay. Because I you play it on played, uh, I played GameCube? on GameCube, yeah. Because yeah. um, I didn't buy a Wii till much later. I just mm. didn't give a shit. Like it looked like a kiddie console to me so much so, and yeah. It's yeah. Actually, with- I, I think I waited till they released Metroid Prime Three till buy my Wii. Yeah, and that was when I they that see that's how they fucking get me every time. They're like, oh Metroid. <laughs> I was like, God damn it! Here Gotta I go. buy it now. Yeah. <laughs> So I never actually ended up playing the Twilight Princess. Well, yeah, I Wii. think that's, that probably eased the transition into Skyward Sword because okay. you already had some experience with the, using the motion for certain actions in sword fighting, but not to the same degree as the Wii Motion Plus. I remember Eric was playing it on the Wii. Like, I bought, we bought, like, we got it at the same time because like, when the game came out, but I was mm-hmm. playing on GameCube and just playing it traditionally with, like, the amazing GameCube controller. And I remember going over to Eric's place and he was, like, we were around the same spot. And he was like, oh, do you want to try it? And I was like, yeah, sure and just playing with the waggle I was like this what the fuck like <laughs> this kid toy shit is fucking retarded I hate what, it wasn't the uh, was the Wii version a mirror image of yeah, the uh, GameCube version too yeah yeah, yeah so the Wii the Wii version was the correct version right because no. Link no. is left handed in the Link's, Wii version Link's left handed so in the GameCube version he's left handed oh, okay. but they made him right handed in the Wii version because they thought it would be weird for people who are going to be primarily right handed like 95 that's right so they flipped the game entirely, yep. and yeah, that didn't throw me too much when I sat down and played like for twenty minutes or whatever. But I was just like, no, but continuity-wise, it's wrong. Yeah, so. Link is historically left-handed. Was he was he left-handed in Skyward Sword? No, I don't no, remember. Skyward Sword was. Uh, I uh, I don't remember. I, I, I have to look it up. I have a feeling you could maybe. Yeah, I think he was he was either right-handed or you could pick. Oh. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he was right-handed. My wife is going to fucking knock on the door again and, and correct me. As she, <laughs> came and, she came and knocked on the door and corrected me that uh, Lord of the Rings Online is at Mordor now, not almost at Mordor. It looks like he's right-handed. <laughs> right-handed? Yeah. That, that, that seems right. Um, yeah, yeah, he's right-handed. I, don't know. I wish, like, I, I hate, that's the one, the one Zelda game that I'm like, I know it got great reviews, and I'm sure it plays great the whole way through. I just the controls, the actual mechanics of it, yeah, fucked the game up for me, and that still burns me to this day. Yeah, because now I feel like I haven't had a proper Zelda since Wind Waker. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, um, yeah. So that's mine. Is gonna be my number two will be Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Nice. Uh, so we are now on to number one territory. So Christy, what is your number one video game of all time? I'm really excited to hear Christie's since it's not since Mass it wasn't Effect. Mass Effect. Yeah, I know. I, I threw y'all, threw y'all for a loop. Yeah, <laughs> considering the amount of airtime we've dedicated to Mass Effect so far on the podcast, I'm surprised that's <laughs> your number one game. Well, 
I'm surprised you didn't want to save me to last then. But, um... <laughs> Can my- you talk into your mic, please? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> she looks so put out. Oh, you want me to talk into my microphone? This sucks. I'm tired. Your level's so low, like, it's going to sound terrible. <laughs> Sorry. So, my number one game is The Legend of Dragoon. What? Yeah. Yep. The fuck is that? Is that? Look it up. I feel, I, it sounds familiar, but it's, like PS One RPG. Yeah, amazing. Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. It was probably the game that got me hooked on RPGs. Um, this and looks adventure. like some Final Fantasy bullshit. Yep. Okay, well, <laughs> it's not like Final Fantasy bullshit. This <laughs> was better than Final Fantasy. I'm gonna say it. All the haters out there, you be hating. But it was a marvel for its time. The graphics that it had were outstanding. Um, the story was just phenomenal. I don't know if you get that. That's important to me. I don't know if you guys notice that story is important. To me. <laughs> I don't know if, you've, if that's something that you've like, heard me talk about. But the- F- Final Fantasy or fans, send your hate mail to Christy Bolton at DanceRobotDance.com. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the English. Um, what was that? The English. The English was so good. They say bastard a you lot with like four A's. Can't do Asian racist bits anymore. <laughs> you're banned. banned from fucking. You're on a cooldown for that. Remember? <laughs> no, you're still on a cooldown from your uh, geeky gook remark. Oh my god! <laughs> it was over nine thousand. So, so an accident. I didn't know. <laughs> We're gonna have to put you in like a free speech zone. I'm gonna steal a bit from last podcast on the left, and like you, you can't talk about that from now on. <laughs> Speech zone. Yeah. But if you're putting me in that zone, doesn't mean I have free speech. That's the joke, is that like nobody has free speech. Oh. It's a joke. I you should listen it. to that podcast. Anyway. <laughs> but no, Legend of Dragoon is just a quality game and for being released in like the late nineties, it was just it was so beyond its time graphics wise and I don't know, it was just my first RPG. So like you always love the first game that gets you hooked. Onto like video games, it just—it's just so good. I love all the characters. It was like a badass version of Sailor Moon. <laughs> I know I didn't sell it there. Yeah, you re- really sold that one on me. Uh, I'm gonna no. go and play that one no, right this like second. The, I just mean like I'm the stopping colors. the podcast I mean, so I can go play it. No, no, like Power Rangers and like all the, you know they all had their colors because they would like transform into something. Like, these characters yeah. would all have a different color that related to a dragoon, uh, and they would become, like, this... They would get decked out in this crazy armor and have just outstandingly cool attacks, and they had a dragon so a that Voltron was a Voltron knockoff? What? It's a Voltron knockoff? No. <laughs> They're all lions. No. And, um... <laughs> or, or it could be vehicle Voltron. Oh, I forgot about Vehicle Voltron. <laughs> it's just the sh- oh, that's the shitty the Voltron. The shittier Voltron. <laughs> anyway, okay. there's that. That's Christy's number My one. My number one, Legend of Dragoon. All right. Mark, owner of a video game store, what is your number one game of all time? Castlevania Symphony of the Night. By Motherfucker! Oh, did I take yours? <laughs> you have to now. You have to fight to the death. That's the the rule that I'm instigating right now. You guys can share it. Oh, we can that's share. Beautiful. We're grown ups. We're bonding over like the greatest video game of all time now. Because if Final Fantasy VII didn't come out the same year, that would have been considered the best year of 1997. 
Was that okay? Best game. He, correct Best me game. if I'm wrong, because you'll probably know better than I do. Was that not the like that's. Was 1997 not also Metal Gear Solid? I believe it was. It's also the, the best year in music. It was one of the best years in music, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Was man. that when Spice Girls came out? <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. You're fired. You're fired from the podcast forever, Christy. We're going to find a new girl to replace you. No! <laughs> so we're going to find Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to find a manic pixie dream girl to replace you. Aw, <laughs> man. You play her ukulele on the show. Aw, man. Where's my ukulele? <laughs> oh, it's right there. Well, you have a puppet, though. That's pretty manic pixie dream girl. My uke's just over there. It's a little out of reach. Can your puppet play your ukulele? That would be, like, the ultimate. She, she could, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if I just take one of her hands and put it on the top and just strum with the other, I could do that. <laughs> Sorry, moving my mic around. All right, Castlevania, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh man, uh, that sounds like a like uh, a Phantom of the Opera like fan fiction. It, uh, it, it, it does. Uh, it does sound like that. <laughs> That's actually. Um, um, there's a big reason for that because they uh, they went with the whole orchestrated. Um, I think those Japanese um, uh, orchestra it all together for the music so they take all the oh, classic nice. castlevania tunes and vamp them up big time um so is that one of the first would that be one of the first games then that had like a live recorded score like that then i don't know about that but um it is definitely one of the best soundtracks i've yeah. ever heard on a video game mm-hmm. i i don't go for video game music i own two soundtracks for video games one is metroid prime Nice. And the other is Symphony of the Night. Yep. And I actually, like, my idea for the intro of this episode was to do, like, a record scratch out of our garbage thing and play some Symphony of the Night music and then go into the podcast. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, because it's, like, the music in the game is excellent. It's um, phenomenal. It's, it, music uh, is one of the things that really does it for me in games, and I'm surprised oh, I haven't man. mentioned if that. If you don't get a yeah, chance exactly. to play Symphony of the Night, you should get through that game. Yeah. It's, like... Uh, it's the ultimate Metroidvania game. Yep. Like it takes that gameplay element, like that mapped gameplay, uh, 2D of gameplay of Super Metroid, and like refines it and perfects it, like to the nth degree. Like they've never made a game that fucking good since. No. Um, and they've tried. Like they've made a whole bunch of oh, Game Boy Advance and DS versions, which are actually quite good. Yep. But they've never been able to. Um, they never nail it exactly. No. Never captured that lightning in a bottle again. No. As soon as you finish this game, or you think you finish this game, you find out that there's actually a second part to it. Yeah. Um, and it throws you off, and, but it's amazing because it vamps up the difficulty even though you're super powered as it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I still remember my, the first time I played through that game after seeing like, the, the, the stellar reviews for it. Um, I had to go and, like, it took me a while to find it, too. It was very rare in North America at the time. Yeah. Um, so like I had to go out and like really search it out and like there was a local like probably like probably similar to your store in yeah. St. Catharines like a smaller like independent store and I was in there like every week I'm like do you have a copy of Symphony of the Night can you order one in for me they eventually like found one and like put it aside for me um, so that I could like own it because I'd rented it and played through it but like I remember and I'd rented it and played through it thinking I'd beat it at a hundred percent like with the one castle yeah and I remember getting it and being like and then- I just want to play through it again. And then Mark finally sucked enough dicks at the game store that they put aside a copy for him. Yep, pretty much. Um, <laughs> oh, God. 37. 37? In a row? Yeah. <laughs> and then on the way through the parking lot, so. <laughs> oh. 
As long as you didn't snowball, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> stay tuned for our uh, universe episode in a couple weeks. Yeah, in a couple weeks. <laughs> um, where we'll probably just recite most of Clerks. Yeah. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> Salsa shark. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. Um, but yeah, no, I play through Symphony of the Night. Like, if I get bored, Symphony mm-hmm. of the Night's the game I put on. I have probably bought it for at least four different consoles now. Oh, man. I played through it once a year, and um, yep. it came to the point where I bought the Japanese Saturn version just so I could get the extra levels. I've never played... I've tried to emulate it, and that game does not run well emulated. The Saturn emulator is not great. Do um, you no. actually have a Saturn with the game? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I need to come over to your house and touch it. <laughs> not a problem. Awesome. <laughs> um, I, I was talking about the Christy game, looks but... really uncomfortable right now. She's into it. <laughs> She's into it. If, if you're into that, you might Chris, be into Christy will uh, just sit there and watch. Yeah. You might be you might be into Rondo of Blood. I, Mark, okay, Rondo of Blood touches Mark Saturn. Rondo of Blood I have played. Because yeah. um, <laughs> there there is a decent PC engine emulator out there that runs that game properly. I think it's probably the only game that runs hundred percent on that emulator. I think they designed it to play that game. Probably but, Chris Christy's doing the grumpy cat face right now, by the way. She really is, which is awesome because I've got like three screen grabs of it now. She's gonna no. be pissed when she sees the <laughs> tomorrow. It's all going into the collage. Yeah. No. So much fun. anyway. Uh, yeah, Symphony of the Night. If you have a chance to play that game, it is like it's it's funny too because like when you go back to the PS1 era games, I find yeah. it really hard to get into those games. It is because it's it's 2D, it's sprite art, it's actually hand drawn art kind of thing. It's one of the few games from that era that you can put in and still play today, and it still looks fucking fantastic, oh, beautiful. And then on top of that, um, the whole leveling up system—it's almost like an RPG where you get different weapons and you can level up your uh, your life and your magic and all that stuff. So there's yeah. this huge um, change in gameplay from like the other Castlevanias because of that. Um, well, he also doesn't control like a fucking brick, so yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> which is really nice. I, that's one of my favorite qualities in a game. No, those the, the Castlevania games pr- like pre Symphony of the Night were notorious for having very like heavy, heavy physics. So like, mm. yeah, I remember that on the Game Boy Castlevania game. Yeah, very, it was, very heavy. Yeah, it was slow, uh, kind of plodding. Yeah, yeah. But this game, like, because you're not playing as a Belmont, you're playing as Alucard, like Dracula's son. You mm. move around, like you dart around, and you yeah. can transform into mist and a bat and a, and a wolf and like move around and jump really high and move really fast and stuff like that. He almost that. has a floaty feel to his jump, but there's still enough control with it. Yeah, but you can, like, yeah, exactly. You can minutely control how he, like, lands and stuff like that. It's The game is, like, pretty much flawless. Like, it's, yeah, there's definitely a reason why both of us are saying it's, like, our favorite game of all time. Well, the only <laughs> thing the only thing that's not flawless, but I still love it anyways, and uh, it's and we've, we didn't talk about it yet, is the uh, voice acting. <laughs> Oh no! See, yeah, the voice acting. I'm gonna tag. Pretty terrible. That's gonna be. That's gonna be my tag at the end of the episode. I think is put the fucking Richter Dracula oh, exchange at the beginning be. of it. Because it's <sighs> fucking fantastic. Yeah. I just watched. What is a man? That, and it was so. It was something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the voice acting is fucking really bad. It's brutal. <laughs> um. What else? There's also like a really it's 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 it, the game is actually pretty broken in terms of how quickly you can like trick the system and like become massively overpowered. Oh, with the glitch, yeah, yeah. Well, between the glitch, even just like playing the game pretty straight, you can like like there's a couple swords in there that are just like 
devastating. That is true. They break the game probably like in the last like fifty percent of it, where yeah. you're just like literally untouchable, decimating and everything. Yeah, like there's like four or five hits like from this one sword uh, that will like rip through pretty much every enemy. Pretty mm. much. So, but it is yeah, it's an amazing game. Yeah, yeah. Well, we knocked through two number ones there, and I guess that just leaves mine, which kind of brings us full circle because I'm going to bring us back to a LucasArts game, which was what Eric started with, which is with his number five. So my number one game of all time is uh, the Monkey Island series in general, but if I had to pick one, it would be the very first, The Secret of Monkey Island. Nice. Um, Yeah, there's so much fun and really... uh, I feel like the humor in those games had a really big impact on me. Um, Like they were just so tongue in cheek and a little bit meta, but not overly so and just really fun. And the gameplay was, was the, the, the puzzles were really creative and you actually had to put some fucking thought into them. Um, So I, I I love problem solving kind of games and that was really a problem solving kind of game for me. And there wasn't just one kind of puzzle, there was, you know, there were puzzles where you had to convince somebody to come along with you and use the right sort of line of phrasing to do that, or uh, you had to combine items in the the right way in order to get the item that you actually needed to complete a puzzle and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the story, the characters, the writing was really good on it, and this is also a game that had a really good soundtrack. That as is, yeah, the the all, I mean, all of the. Uh, uh, LucasArts games generally did really good in terms of the music, and the music really sort of set the mood for the game, but this is the one that I really feel like sort of started off that trend. Like, the, um, all those, like, there were ga- LucasArts games before this, but this was really where they sort of hit their stride, and it was the first game where it was like, you really couldn't die. So, you know, it wasn't like you were playing the game just to survive, you were playing the game to figure out the puzzles. And even if you did something wrong, it didn't really penalize you for it kind of thing so it was one of the first games that really sort of challenged you to explore everything like you could go anywhere without having to worry oh will i die if i go in here or will i get myself into a situation i can't get out of that sort of thing and that was a gameplay mechanic that i really enjoyed i think the uh, the thing i remember from playing those games were the uh, insults that you had to learn yeah beat the other guy um yeah and they were so much fun yeah, and he had to fight a few yeah. guys and lose until he could get the proper insults to fight off other guys. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, insult sword fighting was one of the technique techniques that you had to master. Yep. So it wasn't had nothing to do with your actual like sword fighting technique. It was like uh, the guy you were fighting against would hurl an insult against you, which was like. Uh, I've seen dairy farmers that fight better than you, yeah. and then the correct response is how appropriate you fight like a cow. which is totally fucking cheesy but there was just a whole list of those so you would end up with like somebody would throw an insult at you and you'd have an arsenal of about 15 responses to go back at them with and you had to figure out the right one and if you figured out the wrong if you guessed the wrong one then you would lose the fight uh or lose the the advantage in the fight and then later on where you're fighting like the sword master of melee island she would throw different insults at you but you're still stuck with the same comebacks so you have to figure out which comeback works to her new insults yep 
uh, which, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was just a really, really clever game and really uh, just smartly designed. And I can't say enough good things about it. And and the later games, too, like the second game, The Curse of LeChuck, had a really meta scene at the end where you would basically go into, like, this theme park world. So it turned out you were led to believe that the whole this main character's whole experience was he just got lost in a theme park and he was actually a little kid and his big brother was playing tricks on him. Huh. And it was really a crazy, like, uh, meta game experience. And uh, even though the later ones, there was a 3D game that was pretty good. And then Telltale picked it up after LucasArts, like, fucking 10 years later, and did a season of episodic games as well that was uh, the uh, Tales from Monkey Island. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, so did you I, ever get a chance to play those or no? Yep, I've played every game in that series, absolutely. I've, I think I've only played the Telltale games once, uh, but definitely enjoyed them as well, and they definitely captured... I mean, they had some of the same team. Telltale picked up a lot of the people from LucasArts because LucasArts, sadly, doesn't exist anymore. It's so sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, the people that made those great LucasArts games, like Tim Schafer... Um, and uh, Ron Gilbert are now, you know, sort of doing their own thing. Like uh, Tim Schafer has Double Fine, and uh, I can't remember what Ron Gilbert's game company name is, but he uh, he has a blog called The Grumpy Gamer. I'm not even sure if he still runs it, but that provided a great a lot of great insights into the gaming industry um, and sort of that period in gaming, sort of the early '90s with the sort of renaissance of adventure games. Um, so yeah, that's my number one is the secret of Monkey Island. Nice. I'm actually surprised at how little overlap there was. In terms of what? Just like I'm, I'm not. Oh, our our various games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really surprised that nobody picked Ocarina of Time. Well, actually, actually, that was my number one honorable mention. Okay. Should we? So do we want to get into honorable mentions then? I was just gonna list mine off real quick. Sure. Well, my honor, I have quite a few, but it's Ocarina of Time, Journey, oh, like yes. Eric said, Witcher 3, Heavy Rain, Croc, Aladdin for the SNES. Uh, so oh, I had that for, for, the, for the Super Nintendo? The Genesis one was Better. the one that I think most people remember. I remember the Super Nintendo. I'm sure they were just ports were of each no, other. No, they were completely oh, different games. Very different. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'll keep going. Uh, Skyward Sword, Pokemon yes. Yellow, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Mystery Mountain Grade 3 Jumpstart and <laughs> L.A. Noire The Last of Us. Nice. No, nobody said uh, uh, Oregon Trail yet. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, cross-country Canada. <laughs> All right. Mark N., your honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, the uh, 8-Bit Mega Man series. Oh, oh shit! Nice. That's that's like the epitome of nin- that's. You like those like Nintendo hard? Yeah, that that's the epitome thing. of Nintendo hard right there. The harder the game, the better I like it. I can't <laughs> believe that your number, your top five, didn't include Mega Man or Sonic. Or Sonic, yeah. So, so the oh, Sonic series are, are 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 high up there for me too. Um, anything pretty much eight to sixteen bit was my jam. But um, oh, I forgot about um, what's the name. Well, cool obviously, story, bro. obviously super memorable. <laughs> no, the name is just escaping me. Um, Splatterhouse. Let's just start throwing out names. <laughs> Splatterhouse is great. But, uh, <laughs> it was for 360. Um, oh, Condemned. The first Condemned. Oh, they're going to oh, say okay. Speak of Truth because that's another honorable mention. 
Yeah. Um, Condemned One was creepy as shit, and it had really good gameplay. So um, that was the, probably one game on the 360 that really won me over for that system. Sick of Truth. Yeah, it's Sick of Truth. That was pretty damn good. All right, Mark Prime, your honorable mentions. Um, well, Christy said Red Dead. Um, definitely, like I've done a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot of Street Fighter. Uh, usually two, yeah. but like two, three, four, and now five. I'm kind of getting into a little bit, but I put a lot of hours into Street Fighter games. Um, Metal Gear Solid. The series as a whole, I'm kind of iffy on, but the mm. first two games probably, maybe actually no, the first three um, are definitely games that like I really enjoyed. Um, what else did I write? Oh, uh, the God of War series at oh, Sony. Oh, I can't believe I didn't mention those. So good. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Kratos is a piece of garbage, but like <laughs> they play like fantastic. Well, he's a total asshole, right? He is an asshole. He's a total asshole. And then uh, the the weirdest one is probably WWE No Mercy or WWF No Mercy, uh, the N sixty four game. Is the best wrestling game ever made. The best wrestling game of all time. To this day, I will still spend late 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 nights with my cousin drinking way too much beer and playing wwf no mercy in his garage uh and screaming at each other because of like the longest feud of all time my bald wishes he was a redneck cousin stone cold steve austin and me and my rock trying to win finally um yeah, we, we spent way too much time playing that fucking game. I definitely spent a lot of time on the uh, WrestleMania game for SNES, was it? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, too. I'm actually surprised nobody's mentioned, like, Mario Kart. It's on my honorable mentions. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. Uh, or, no, I, me- I, I meant to mention it when I mentioned my Wii experience, but anyways... Mm. Uh, yeah, that was, that was it for me. I mean, Super Metroid, but we've talked about it, like, a million times. <laughs> Uh, so for me, I mean, really my heart lies most with the LucasArts adventure games. Um, so like, like Day of the Tentacle, like Eric mentioned, is an amazing game. Grim Fandango just sets an amazing atmosphere. Um, the Indiana Jones games, particularly the Fate of Atlantis, uh, Full Throttle, which Eric mentioned. Loom is an amazing game and really weird, but yes, really, yes, really good. Yep. Um, uh, and jumping more into, uh, well, now let's let's transition more a little more here. So, uh, sticking with the kind of adventure puzzly games, the Mist series had a really lasting impact on me for sure. Mm. Um, the original Mist game was just a fucking cultural phenomenon. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Never played. Never played through it though. I I've played through at least the first five or six games in that series. There are a lot more games than people sort of remember in that series. And the, that was another game that really played very well with the sort of isolation. Yep. Um, like you were going through these worlds well after they were abandoned and trying to figure out these like ancient puzzles and ancient societies and communications and that sort of thing, which I thought was really cool. And um, so with the Mist games, I used to like l- uh, turn off all the lights and like light a couple candles and play them. Um, because it really just sort of set the mood perfectly for them. Uh-huh. Uh, PC gaming then, never got sexier. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just going to start telling us about your like other uses for your computer systems, where you just jerk off, break up the crack, lube. Crack out the Vaseline. And, yeah, uh, just fucking go to town. That's what the internet's <laughs> for, right? Yeah, pretty uh, much. And then go skewing more into the FPS. Uh, I'm really surprised that nobody had Half-Life 2, because that was another game that... Oh, phenomenal. Just really, I mean, I, it sounds like it was basically a sort of spiritual predecessor to Last of Us, though I haven't played that. 
Mm, no. No, not really. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, just in terms of the fact that it was one of the first sort of FPSs that uh, really engaged you in the story. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the the engine with it was revolutionary. Like, it was very realistic for when it was released. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the story kind of became unfinished when they just stopped releasing the episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised by the, the dearth of FPSs in our list total, like, yeah. cumulatively. Because I think, like, you brought up Counter-Strike. Nobody mentioned, yeah, nobody mentioned any Call of Duty games. Like, no Call of Duty or anything mm-hmm. like that. Original like, I know I'm, like we brought up Metroid Prime, but that doesn't really count. So yeah. It's an FPS, but it doesn't feel like a standard FPS. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my very last one, which is also another FPS, would be Left 4 Dead. I've had a lot of good hours playing Left 4 Dead. Oh, oh yeah. God, yes. I've never played um, it. Oh, it's a so great good. fucking zombie game. I'm not yeah. really good with zombies. Their <laughs> mouths too big. Sometimes if they don't have jaws. All right. So before before we finish off, really quickly, I want everybody just to mention uh, what, if anything, they're playing right now or the last thing that they played. So, Christy? Oh, I'm playing Mass Effect. Uh, I don't know if you guys know. (laughs) Really? Playing some Mass Effect. Um, Before that, the last thing I played was Uncharted 4. Hmm. Super All good. Right. Number two, Mark. Um, Dragon Quest Seven, which I put eighty hours in. <laughs> and, Jesus. Um, Did you actually finish it? Is that it? No, I'm I'm at the end right now. So okay, I just have to grind, level grind a bit, and then I can destroy the last Ridic. boss. Dick. <laughs> and um, Shatterhand for NES was the last game I, I played. Okay, I think that might have been one that you mentioned on one of our the other podcasts you guessed it on. Yep. Oh, possibly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're a guy that could punch bullets. Right. Yeah. Kick puncher. Kick puncher. I think I made that joke. Community <laughs> reference. Uh, all right. Mark Prime, what are you playing right now? Uh, I'm actually not playing literally anything right now. I kind of gave up halfway through Uncharted 4. <laughs> and I, yeah, I know. Mark is definitely the quitter of our group. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely the one that won't stick with something. My attention... Yeah, you're the you're the ADD one of our group, I think. And that's I I am, but I'm not like if I just I just wasn't grabbed by the game, so I just kind of drifted off. Like I want to finish it, but I just kind of veer off into other stuff. So I can't count the number of times you've said that about like a TV show or a game or a comic series or anything. Finish the goddamn thing. Yeah, I can't do that. I we're diametrically opposite that way. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like I if I like even remotely drift off something like I'd get it's not even like I guess maybe it is ADD but like I have things that I do very regularly so like I my drawings like something I spend a lot of time on like that kind of stuff so I have hobbies that I'm like into that I do all the time gaming was never gaming's never been like on the priority list no and it's never been like after a three-hour episode (laughs) well no because i do game like i do play video games but it's not like one of my if i was going to say if you were going to ask me what are your hobbies i'd be like i play drums i draw i read like there's a four thousand other things that i would do before i say gaming yeah me too Uh, 
I would say that I'm a casual gamer at best. Yeah, I think at this point, in spite of the fact that I own like every console and like a three thousand dollar gaming PC, like that's just I, you have too much money. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> too much not, disposable not, income. Not, not, not enough apparently, but <laughs> enough that I bought every console. So, um, but yeah, it's it's never been like a huge priority to me. Like whenever, like the big, like I I pay attention to the industry a lot sometimes, but like I don't play a lot anymore. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, in in my case, uh, I'm currently playing my way through uh, Grim Fandango Remastered. So we're nice. recording this on November 4th. Uh, so it's like three days after Dia de Muertos. And uh, that is a game for anybody that doesn't know that draws very heavily on that mythology and also combines it very much with a film noir vibe. Uh, so I've played the original at least three or four times. And this is my first time playing the remastered version, which basically just is um, updated renders more or yeah. less. Um, so it just Im- uh, improves the resolution by a massive degree. Although it's uh, very similar to the other sort of classic games that LucasArts has remastered, where you can go back and switch to the original resolution Which is cool. if you really want to. Yeah. Um, I find that's better for like the sort of side-scrolly games like uh, Monkey Island and that sort of thing than uh, than Grim Fandango, which is the 3D game. So the uh, the original render on like a you know big monitor is not great. No, I think that, I think it's interesting to see though. Um, what game was it that did that on Xbox? Oh, it was the Master Chief Collection, like yep. the Halo Collection. Mm-hmm. You could flip between like the new like redone version of it and then back to the and it's 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 fun to go back and forth just to kind of see like that was acceptable to me graphically yeah. ten years ago. Ten years ago, I was like, "This is ago. amazing." Yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting to see like the differences between the two. But yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I could play in that mode. So yeah. And the other cool thing that they're doing with a lot of these re-releases um, is that they're putting in like directors' commentaries and stuff like that as well. So like you can listen to the developers talking about how they made the game and how they designed this puzzle and that sort of thing, which is, I think, is pretty cool. Um. Yeah. So and I haven't then, seen that. This this is you're just talking about these LucasArts games now, right? Yeah. So like the Monkey Island games and uh, Grim Fandango, uh, the special editions they've released for those have like sort of directors' commentaries over them, which is kind of oh, neat. Interesting. And then uh, I also talked a little bit too about sort of the Zelda game project that I've embarked on. It's been a multiple year experience at this point, and right now the next up on my list for that is the. Wind Waker, probably Wind Waker HD, uh, which thankfully I understand has eliminated a lot of the really tedious sailing all over yeah, creation. Yeah, yeah you could, um, or at least streamlined it to a great degree. Oh, big time, big time. Yeah. So uh, my wife's played uh, part of that, although she has a habit of starting games and not finishing them, which fucking just annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why she and i get along so well <laughs> probably so all right well with that i think we shall uh end this three hour extravaganza <laughs> so <laughs> thank you everybody for joining us uh and you made it this far yeah through this is coming uh, almost our longest episode probably at this point right behind still that about, still about 20 minutes left that I think. monstrosity of a batman v superman oh. commentary that we recorded oh god, oh, god. <laughs> this is with like eight with like 18 people that's yeah. brutal Oof. so all right well this was christy bye who's about falling a fucking sleep yeah. other mark bye bye mark prime Later. 
And I'm Tim. Thank you very much for joining us. And I have to really quickly browse to the information that has all of our <laughs> social media accounts, which is somewhere in here. Login info. There we go. It is. So if you'd like to talk to us on Twitter, our handle is at DRD underscore podcast. You can email us at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Shout Engine or Stitcher or iTunes or the Google Play Store. And you can find us on Facebook at something, 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 dot something. Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash Dance Robot Dance Podcast. <laughs> no spaces or anything like that. And we would very much appreciate if we had more. Better than we did. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you have anything to say, we're very lonely and we would very much appreciate <laughs> your feedback. So. All right, with that, this is Dance Robot Dance signing off. Bye! Die, monster! You don't belong in this world! It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. Have at you. <laughs>